0: Are you ready? Can't crush us, hey. it don't really get no better than just the than. podcast that you looking for. If you really happy in the wrestling Hosted by the mark. the mark Energy that's so amazing, gotta keep it entertaining, rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring, lights up when you hit a ding ding ding
1: Knock him out like boom, bada bing, Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and dupe the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this to show you needin' yeah. and it ain't no need for waitin'. waitin'. Mark, hold it down for the can crushin' nation. All about yeah. wrestling yeah. and keep it entertaining. entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them, 'em. Let's em. go. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go.
0: everyone, this is Ringside Rain, and you're listening to Can Crushers Podcast. And now, here is your host, Mark the Mark Martinez! Oh, you didn't know? You're asking...
1: No, I can't even steal that. Welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. This is a special show if I'm going to pull out some DX stuff, because not only do I have a special guest, I have a special returning love of my life co-host, the English
2: professor. Where the hell have you been? How you doing? Oh, wow. It is so good to be back um, here in studio, taking a look at what you did with the place, Mark. This is just awesome. All of these autographs. This is an incredible, incredible studio you've put together, buddy. The wife loves it, too. I bet she does. <laughs> she she loved should. It. Why wouldn't you? It's awesome. Right? Yeah,
1: I know. Uh, so we have an awesome guest. You kind of know him personally.
2: I Got to know him in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'll, I'll make this brief. My son was at um, a birthday party with one of his jujitsu friends, and I was fortunately for this guy, it was towards the end of the party that I found out he was a wrestling coach. We were talking a little bit about jujitsu, and he says he coaches wrestling, and I said, "Oh boy, let me tell you, I can always tell when a wrestler puts their hands on me at the gym." So he goes, "Well, I just want to be perfectly clear." I trained professional wrestlers. And then, uh, Mark, you can you, you, I'm sure you just went, okay. like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk and this and that. And my all-time favorites. Do Rahm. you know I was at WrestleMania 1? Right. <laughs> all of it. All of it came pouring out. Uh, we're talking, of course, about our guest, uh, Glenn Spector. Uh, wrestles for IWC, trains um, a lot of the talent there. For Iron City. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so... Uh, again fortunately for him this was towards the end and I told him I said if you think I had a lot to say if you'd have told me at the beginning I'd have just chewed both your ears off by now um so now you got the opportunity because he's gonna be stuck on the phone with us yeah. for about an hour or he, so he has no choice now yeah, yeah yeah so the connection was was natural he knew you he knew can crushers said he wanted to be on so um I kind of made the connection with you guys and and here we are yeah, and it's all linked together. We've had
1: some of his friends on, some people that he really hates, and he's a different era, I guess, of wrestling. You know, started two thousand one. We've talked to a lot of people prior. You know, recently to you know starting late two thousands or you know we have sp- spoken with like Manny Fernandez, da 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 da. But like locally, we have all the youngsters. Air quotes. This is a different area, area, era for Pittsburgh. So I want to go back. Everything. Talk about Devil Budokan, uh, Super Hentai who's been on the show, and all of that. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. I want to know all about what goes into his training. What happens on day one, what they need to know when they leave his school, um, all that sort of stuff.
1: Who he's got his eye on in training. Maybe he can tell us something that we can slide some information to Justin Plummer. Because, well, it'll probably be Jenny. Yeah. yeah, Justin.
2: Nothing's changed in that regard. She's she still... Running,
1: running it, yeah. running it, and Justin's yeah. the goof. Yeah, we have to do one thing first. We have to tell you about collar and elbow. Do you remember this? I'm sure you are. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that cool stuff that Al Snow and his hooligans have down at collarandelbowwrestling.com. Make
2: sure you check it out. And when you check out, what's the promo code, John? Can crushers, all one word, capital C in can, capital C in crushers. And how much you save? You save ten percent, which is about it's a eh, covers about shipping.
1: I don't know anymore. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. yeah Guys, also check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, all of the cool places. Wherever you're listening to this po- podcast right now, there's a million other ones. We're there. If you'd like to be on the show, if you're a wrestler that's being trained by Glenn, or you're just listening to this because you like us or you like Glenn, hit us up at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. We'll have you on the show. Tell your story. John, I've no longer researched people. Because I like hearing... Because you can find a lot about people when you research them. I like the story right from the horse's mouth. Anymore. Yeah, When you get the reaction, you get the real... I, there's times I'm like, oh, fuck. Right yeah. off the bat. And that's real. It's already explicit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All those places. It's at Cancrusher69. So, make sure you check us out. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. And when we come back, we'll have Glenn on the line and Gian gets the first question.
0: Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
2: And welcome back to Can Crushers. It is I, the English professor from the county of King, speaking the English of the Fucking Queen. Yes, You're
1: bringing this back too? Yeah,
2: I miss doing that, Mark. All I haven't right. been on in a long time. Um, we just heard from our good friend Al Snow over at Collar and Elbow. I love their stuff. I know you do too, Mark. Um, on the line with us right now, Glenn Spector. And. Um, Mark, we talked a little bit about how I ran into Glenn in the last few days and how this all sort of worked out, and he's been kind enough to join us.
1: Are you going to say hello
0: to him? Yeah, how are you, Glenn? (laughs) Jesus Christ! Hi, Glenn! I I can see. I I understand that I'm not a good guy, but I'm getting the mistreatment already. From one person, right? Getting healed out out already. How are you gentlemen doing?
1: Great. This this has already been a train wreck, so folks... (laughs) Oh, you should have heard everything that we didn't record. You, hopefully, you get to hear it. Um, so many accolades that we will get to every accolade that you have down the line. But we just overall in life, how's everything going? Wife, kids, dogs, and all that.
0: I yeah, I'm in an amazing place in my life right now because I can wrestle, but also uh, I have like I created my own business. I, I have my own, like, you know, I, I I'm, an, I'm a very independent person. Uh, seven years ago, I opened up a game store in Pittsburgh and, uh, it's been thriving and doing really well. And so like, I work for myself just like I did when I was wrestling. Um, and, uh, it, you know, like I said, I have, I just have no complaints. Like I wrestle now, uh, again, I, like I came back to wrestling, uh, two years ago, I started training again and then, uh, and you know, it all kind of steamrolled from there. And I'm I'm just in uh, you know like I, like it's a cliche, but I really am living my best life, and I'm super happy about it. Like it, it's it's the wrestling was such a huge part of my life, and when I when it kind of fell apart for me, it it really was like they, they, there's a classic kind of saying: "It's an athlete dies to death and it really tore me up. Um, it it damaged me quite a bit, like psychologically and stuff like that. I was hurting uh, because when you, when your entire identity is something like, like I was living, breathing, you know, eating, working every day was like, you know, if somebody asks, what do you do? I'm a wrestler. And like, when you, when that, when that gets, when, when you, you know, when you can't say that it, it, it becomes very painful. Um, And so to get that back is, is such a blessing. Like, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm real out of character right this second, uh, but uh, definitely not something Glenn would actually say on the mic, but, um, but really I am, I'm super blessed, uh, uh, not only just to be back in wrestling, but I, I have a wonderful family and, uh, you know, I have a beautiful house and uh, I have my own business and, you know, I, I, like, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living it up because I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm extremely lucky, extremely blessed.
1: Out of all of that, I heard that you own a game store. That's it. Yeah. I don't care about your family. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, What's a game I store? Games? I told you no, I don't just, do just, any research anymore. I want the cheap plug. plug. Yeah,
0: I, I own I own Drawbridge Games in Castle Shannon, uh, in the Castle Shannon Borough of Pittsburgh. Um, it is a tabletop game store. It's all the classic nerd stuff from your childhood. So we sell Dungeons and Dragons, board games, toy soldiers, modeling supplies, like that. We we do all any kind of game that you can't plug into a television like no video games, nothing like that. So it's like, uh, that's been my, that, you know, uh, aside from wrestling, they're really, I like when I was trying to figure out what to do with my life, the only other through line was this. (laughs) So I was like, well, you know, if I'm not wrestling, at least I should, you know, I should stop doing jobs that I just, hate or, you know, like, I, like, and I don't want to say hate, like I, cause I feel like it, I was a teacher for a while and I don't want to, um, shit on the kids that I taught, like they were good kids and I, I was glad to do it, but I wasn't cut out to work for people. I'm, I'm, I'm way too independent. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, feel like I'm a, I'm a fairly intelligent individual, not by any means like a Rhodes scholar or anything like that, but you know, like I'm, I'm a decently a decent enough, intelligent guy. And I, I'm fiercely independent, and I don't, I really, really don't like being told what to do. Uh, and I try very hard to be a better person and accept that some people should tell me what to do and, you know, stuff like that. But it's super hard for me. <laughs> like, you know what I, mean? I can be very bullheaded about things if I think like something's not right. And that makes it hard to work for people sometimes.
1: I, I love all of that. I really do. But I have to yell at John for a minute. If you go to this fucking store without me, i'm i'm just you i was
2: about to say no we need to make a trip yeah we do need to make a trip yeah. but you cannot well, the go good without news me.
0: is the good news is uh it's right down the street from the jiu-jitsu school that our kids go to go to so. okay then i'm it's going like, without you i'm
2: sorry mark i'm your, in the neighborhood you're an i'm going
0: asshole all yeah, right it's like it's like really easy um uh, at least for one of you yeah uh so it like um yeah so that the, you know once again uh it's uh it, it, it's been an absolute godsend i have i really have the greatest customer base in the world i'm not even like that's not a made-up thing that's not an oversell that's not a uh that's not i, I like i i don't i'm not i'm not trying to show them like uh, game stores live and die by repeat customers and i just have some of the most awesomely loyal like good customers you could imagine so w- when we met you and
2: i glenn and you told me um you know that you work with wrestlers, you train wrestlers, and I, I yeah. thought you were talking about, you know, because we were talking about jujitsu, and some of the guys that go there are wrestlers. Oh yeah, like I, shoot,
0: like shoots, right? right. Wrestling and, and then once you the said, which I also did,
2: when you said pro wrestling, and then after that, I mean, it was over. I talked your face off because I love pro wrestling. What are some of the reactions you get, um, other than a, from a total mark like me, when you tell someone you're a wrestler, you train wrestlers? Um, it's
0: funny because so i'm not six eight um I, I i do have a, like uh like my i definitely i've been especially now that i've been working out so much like my physiques come back a bit i'm still not where i want to be but i used to be like you know 195 pounds like 11 percent body fat six pack like really cut but i'm not i'm not i'm still not six eight i'm five ten you know shoot uh i am build it like maybe six foot we're, we're giving away all the secrets today um you are but, we're
1: just sitting uh, here listening to you
0: But, um, I don't know if like, they don't really ask for heights anymore, which is really fantastic. I think, I think, um, I think like once again, you know, boots add an inch, like, you know, it's like, I'm close enough to six foot, that no one's going to question it. Um, but, uh, but like, I, I think that's kind of the interesting, like first reaction, like, like people are, it depends. Like when I was younger, uh, growing up in a college town around like artsy people and stuff like that there actually was a fair bit of interest because it was such a weird carny world. And, and a lot of the people that were friends with my wife and stuff like that are like our artsy uh, creatives um, and stuff like that. And so it like, like instead of getting like, so, so I think there's like kind of a, a bunch of different reactions depending on the person like very normal type people usually were kind of incredulous at first. Like, are you serious? And then it's like, yes, here, you know, here's this thing I did. Here's a match. You can go watch it. Like, you know, blah, blah. blah. And then when they saw it and they saw what I was doing, they're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, you know, and then they would have all kinds of questions. Like, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, are you really getting hurt? All this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I would try to K-Fab stuff to a degree, like, um, because I do think that, you know, I I understand k is dead, but I think that, like, if you everybody knows how the magic trick's done, it really does cheapen it. Um, so even though I'm going to talk to you guys, like, a, a lot like this is a shoot, uh, you know, I do think that it, it benefits people to, like, go into a wrestling show. If you're, like, a fan and you're listening to this and you're, like, I'm going to go to a wrestling show this weekend or whatever. Um, I think it really benefits you a lot to kind of stow that and, like, not think too hard about how the magic, you know, like, how, how does the sausage get made? like. <laughs> You know, agree. it's, 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 it's better to go into it. Like, you know, once again, it's like, like anything that like, like, like anytime you, uh, you watch a movie, um, it's, it's better to kind of just enjoy, you know, to, to, to enjoy what's on the screen and to like dissect every special effect, because, you know, that's kind of, you know, once again, that it's kind of the magic of what you're, what you're, what you're watching the entertainment. And so like just understand these guys are highly skilled athletes and they're, uh, you know, and they they know they know how to do this so that they don't die, um, and some people still do die and, and like there's still a ton of risk involved and, and uh and people get hurt and um you know it, it's uh like it, so you should still be excited like when somebody takes a superplex like it's they're still falling from fairly high height like it's it's still you know that is real so you know, in, enjoy it, enjoy it for what it is. But so, so you get these, like I said, you'll, you'll kind of get that from like, like I, I would got, I got a lot of like incredulous looks from dormies, like essentially like, are you making this up, you know, or are you talking yourself up? And I understand that like, because, um, this is not a job that many people do. <laughs> and, and, and it's like saying, uh, it was hilarious. I was on a road trip, uh, with, uh, this is like a funny little anecdote. I side story all the time. I'm sorry. It's super, no. super annoying to listen to but I, love I, it. I was on a ro- I was on a road trip to upstate New York with Sterling, um, now Corey Graves, and uh, one time we were at a diner, and I'm not kidding, we sh- we worked the waitresses, but we didn't say we were wrestlers. We literally made up a story that we were underwater welders, <laughs> because it was the crazy job. Like, like, and but in the end, it's like the same reaction. She was like, "Are you serious?" And like uh we we went into this whole thing i have this scar on my hand and i was like this is where i got bit by a moray eel like oh you know,
1: my like, god
0: because we were, and we were just like it was harmless you could say it's lying but but honestly it was harmless we were working and it was just a practice you know like to see if we could still you know spin believable stories and stuff you know and he makes his entire living now off his mouth so
1: he, he does um, in, in two ways on the mic and Carmella, uh, but we'll uh, leave that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I don't know,
2: I don't know if you know, Glenn. Our boys each got stripes on Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, I saw. You I did that. Posted about it. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah nice. About that. Yeah. Oh, oh and really, qu- really quick, though, to finish because I went on a tangent, I got lost. Um, so, but but the archetype people and stuff like that, like this is where. Like, I also don't know if I really, it's so funny because I used to champion this view and now I kind of, I don't, I don't want to say I hate it, but like, it's almost like you, you reap what you sow. Like I used to be like, no man, wrestling is like art and we're like telling stories and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, oh God, I wish wrestling was more carny and like, we were just all smashing each other with with, with 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 forearms and cutting our foreheads open. Like, you know, like my my vision of wrestling, like the stuff I like to watch now, is like uh, like you know seventies and eighties, like NWA AWA, like you know, yes. I go yeah. back, like like you know, like like I just I, I'm like like all the stuff I used to love when I was very young, like has come back like full force, and I'm like I just want to watch Dusty Rose and Terry Funk and Harley Race, like. You know, uh, it, it it's just, you know, like I said, it, it, it's a different, it, like, you, you go through cycles of what you're interested in and stuff like that. But there was a time when I was very, like, what I'm doing is art and blah, blah, blah. And these other artists, people were like, what you're doing is art. And <laughs> you know, I'm like, now I'm like, ah, like, you know, it, it, I guess you could call it an art, like uh, whatever you want to call it. But like, I don't like it to be, I, I prefer it to not be, um. I, I, like it raw. Like, I like it to be more, uh, like emotional, like, you know, and I like it to feel real. And like that, I guess is where like, you know, like uh, th- my view has changed a little bit where like certain sequences now that I used to love, I look back on them. Like, ah, it's a little bit work, like, you know, that kind of thing. So whatever, like, but, but, but yeah, like, so the, I would say that at the time, like I said, the, these artist type people that I was hanging out with because of my, because my wife was in that community, um they were very you know theater people and stuff like that they were really like excited about it they were like you know they they, they definitely like took an immediate interest and like wanted to know more and wanted to see it go to it um you know and it's funny a lot of people that follow me now are academic like which is also interesting i have a connection i have a good friend who's a professor at Pitt, and like it, like he's brought in like a lot of people who are like either. Uh, Like, you know, like, I guess, like, not your, I would just, I wouldn't say they're all academics, but they're not your traditional wrestling, for sure, you know.
2: Uh, You started to talk about, uh, just a couple minutes ago, about, like, your athletic background, your wrestling background. I'm curious to get your thoughts on, like, you know, the incorporation over the last maybe 20 years or more, but especially lately, of, like, mixed martial arts and jujitsu and pro wrestling. Um, Uh,
0: Yeah so my thought on it my my initial thought is it's just inevitable um mma hit the scene like so super hard uh even from its inception and i know that that ufc and pride and all those things like they struggled went out of business in some cases all that stuff like like in the early like nascent days of like uh of um mixed martial arts but at the same time like i think even after ufc won like it had to be on the radar uh you know, because, I mean, like, I'll tell you, like, when I saw UFC 1, uh, uh, it blew my mind. Like, and I had already been a wrestling fan for a long, long time.
1: We you know, we kind of like that, too, John, when we were watching, like, Hoist Gracie and yeah. Shamrock and Tank Abbott. Yeah. That's kind of we're like, yeah, holy I didn't Christ. Know, I mean,
0: yeah. I, I didn't, I knew, I like, I didn't, what I could, what I didn't know about fighting could have filled, uh, you know, an encyclopedia. <laughs> um, because, like, at the time, I was... I was, still like, I was still like, oh, like the karate guy might win. Like he's a karate guy, <laughs> you know? I just I, watched Danielson do uh, Sweep the Leg. Yeah. It, 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 it actually woke me up to the idea that the stuff I was doing as a high school, like as, a, as like a junior high and high school wrestler, like was actually fighting too. Like I never thought of it that way. You know what I mean? When I was doing it. Like, I, I never thought that this was a way that, like, if I had to defend myself, like, I could do this. I could take somebody to the ground and just hold them or whatever. Um, that thought had never really crossed my mind. It's weird to say, right? That's you a know? great point. And I like, haven't either when, until you just I, said that. When I got into fights at, like, high school, like, you're just swinging like a drunk boxer. Like, you know, like, it's like, like just aiming. Like, you know, the idea that we would, go, you know, that what I could have done was, like, shot a double leg and just sat on top of you didn't really cross my mind till I saw UFC. Like I was like, Oh yeah. There's like a whole other angle to this. If I'm only fighting like one person, there's no reason to fight them necessarily. If they don't know anything and I can just hold them on the ground, like and frustrate them and tire them out and put my weight on them. Like, you know, cool. <laughs> like, like, awesome. <laughs> you know what I did? Um, but I still didn't know how much I didn't know till I got to college. Um, cause that's when I met, uh, like actual guys who were training to fight. Um, and that's when, you know, that that's like the full, that's when the full like thing of it opened up. So I was living in Tower C, which is like a little slice of pie, like single, like once again, I can't like, I can't work with people. I can't live with people. Like, you know, so I, I was living in the individual, the idea of having a roommate was absolutely horrifying to me on, a, like on a, on a very deep and personal level. And so I was living in, in like the single dorm rooms in Pitt. And uh, I met a guy who is a pro fighter. His name's Mike Willis. Um, he's, he, had a, he, he eventually would go on to be a pro fighter. He had a, he had a pro fighting career. Um, and he did, he did okay. You know, like, once again, these are, like, it's the early 2000s. Like, nobody's making a lot of money, um, you know. And, like, and if you don't get to UFC, you're definitely not making a lot of money. But um, he ended up being a striking coach and stuff like that. Good, good, like, super good uh, guy. Um, who who I I think is just, just the top dude. Um, and I like very much and still friends with to this day. And, uh, and so, uh, what happened was, um, we're, he's, he's, he was much smaller than, like by a magnitude, like, you know what I mean? Wow. And so, and you're, and you're a giant, you know, like. And so, I mean, at the time, like, I was like, I had put on some weight. I was pretty fat. I was like a fat kid coming out of, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go into, I went, I went, I went, I went, I went to college on merits of my intelligence, not because I was like in great shape or was like a great athlete. Like I played a little football in high school. I wrestled in high school and that was about it. And so I didn't start getting, I didn't see myself as an athlete or start training as an athlete till uh, we were at, we were doing these like fight club dorm things where we would go to the, there were common rooms on certain floors and we would go and just fuck each other up, <laughs> like, you know. Jeez. And so, and so, like, there, um, we we like we we went to go do this thing, and like, you know, I I grabbed some kid and like suplexed him, uh, like like straight up German soup German style suplex, waistlock suplex. Like, you know, it was awesome. Big pop, like from the three people that were there. And like, uh, but um, but Mike was like, I can you know, Mike Mike was just like he was like straight up, he was like, I can beat you, and I know I can beat you. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna squash you like a bug. Like, you know, and so I just boom snatched him up, we're on the ground, I'm on top of him, and suddenly he triangle choked. I had no idea what it was. Um and 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 I was like, suddenly I'm like, I can't breathe. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know? Like why can't I breathe? Like you know, and uh and and he didn't put me out. He let me tap. I I finally like you know I I didn't really know to tap. I just was like struggling, and so he just like let me go, and um uh, and and I was like I was like how did you do that? And he's like oh I've been training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with these Greek with these Greek med students at Trees Hall, and I was like well I want to come (laughs) train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with the Greek med students at Trees Hall. That's that's where I started training. I have no formal belts. I never trained with, like, a, a, in a professional dojo or anything like that. Um, I trained with uh, um, with Greek med students <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> who, who who trained with somebody. <laughs> like, and so that's what got me started into MMA. And that's also where, like I said, where Mike got started in MMA. Um, we did take Thai boxing at U.S. Muay Thai for a while um to get striking stuff down but mike had also mike like his entire life had done taekwondo so he was a pretty good striker to begin with he was a good kicker especially um and then when he integrated the thai boxing stuff like he got scary uh and so um and then like at some point I'm basically going to finish giving you my origin story before I finish telling you the rest of my opinion on the thing. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and so this is like, I got to finish giving you my superhero origin story. Cause now I started and I don't, I don't want to stop. So like at some point uh, I was working as a bouncer Um, at I, like, so I was working a bouncer at a place called um it was, it used to be a coffee shop. It was called the Beehive King's court, right on a, right in Oakland. Uh, they opened up a bar. I started working as a bouncer there. And they actually, uh, do you guys know, uh, local wrestling legend, T-Rantula? Yes. Absolutely. He had pizza at yeah. my dad's pizza shop. He and my mom became good friends.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. beef Doo so, so Lou. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lou Marconi and all that. Yeah. Like, so T, he was running a promotion called far North wrestling with Matt Bourne. And I, 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 and so they, they ran a couple shows out of the beehive. And that's when i like was aware so i had, i i was i grew up on wwf and then uh later you know actually funny enough wwf and glow that's what i could see the most no
1: way like,
0: yeah and so like and so and so then when i then when i when i got high school age ecw hit and so i watched tons of ecw so i had an idea that there was kind of a minor I don't want to say IECW's minor league those guys would freak out like but it was definitely it the the production levels were way lower than WWE at this point um and so that there was like a kind of a minor league but I had no idea that there were indie wrestling shows I, I didn't know indie wrestling existed um and then I saw this far north wrestling thing and I'm training this MMA stuff but like I'm I'm okay like I'm like I'm like not the greatest I'm like all right at it you know like I can handle myself against an untrained person. I think I'd doll them up pretty nicely. Like, but I'm not like the greatest MMA fighter alive or anything like that. By any means, I didn't think I could make a career out of it. I certainly wasn't better than Mike, uh, by any stretch, you know? So I wasn't sure, like I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something in combat sports. And I, 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 I like, I like my vision of myself was like, I like, I want to do something special. Like, and and all the, much to my parents' chagrin, all my academic stuff, I was just like, I don't care thank god i was good at it because my my focus on it was completely diverged like if i wasn't a good test taker i would have probably flunked out of college um but luckily i was a good test taker i'm a good paper writer like a a masterful bullshit artist. Um, and so so i actually graduated with fairly decent grades for a guy who didn't give a shit um and so all my attention got diverted into fighting stuff and then and i saw the wrestling thing i was like you know the, the minute i saw my first indie show and this like you know this probably speaks to a, unfortunately a little arrogance too but i was like shit man i think i can do this you know like i'm pretty good at this mma stuff and like this seems like a million times more fun and i'm really theatrical and i love to talk uh this might be this might actually be the angle for me you know so anyway, that was a long way of, of like talking about my background and stuff like that. Um in terms of the MMA in uh in pro wrestling, I think it's inevitable though, because once again, because MMA has had such an impact. UFC buy rates, like especially during the high times, are like huge. Um and there's such a bleed over now. Like and and this might have started in Japan, like with the like all the work shoots, you know, where they would have um you know you you would have it's so weird to watch like like you're watching pride and you realize some of these fights are fixed this is crazy like uh and then like some of them are like it's out in the open so in ld boom like there are legitimately works and shoots on this show and it's and they're not even trying to pretend they're not you know what i mean so you'll see like a straight pro wrestling match and like a straight up shoot fight and it's like whoa this is wild like you know um greatest fight that ever happened in mma between two guys who were also pro wrestlers so like i you know it this was inevitable uh that it would lead back that 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 what, what was going on uh and i'm i'm you know i'm 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 talking about takiyama um against don fry literally the greatest fight that ever happened ever um right in my opinion uh and and like you know so, so the bleed over, like, was going to happen. And you had, like, workers who were already kind of working in shoot style. Like, you other like, Gary Albright over in Japan who was working, like, was really working legitimately what is called strong style. Like, people get these confused a lot. Like, King's Road is, like, the fighting spirit. Like, you know, like, we're going we're gonna to kick each other stiffly and hit each other with ridiculous forearms and stuff like that. And, like, you know, we're going to no-sell stuff. That's King's Road. Like, strong style shit is supposed to look like an actual fight. And that's more like stuff like I said, like Gary Albright um, was he like like was doing stuff like that. Doctor Death was doing kind of stuff like that, where like um, they would mix. Don't get me wrong; it's not like they wouldn't do pro wrestling stuff. They certainly would. Like, but a lot of their stuff looked, looked shoot, um, particularly Albright. I think he I think that was kind of his style. Um, and then, like I said, so then the in in states it's hilarious because. We have like all this wrestling that's that's integrating the, the inspired by like MMA stuff. So you have like guys like Loki and uh, American Dragon and um the all you know the whole ROH crew and stuff like that. They're all doing kind of like they're throwing shoot holds into their matches, so that like once again people who are you know are, like smart fans who are also in MMA are like looking at this. Oh, this is cool. It's inspired by whatever. But I but I honestly think that it became part of the cultural zeitgeist of of mixing shoot stuff into into the work world of professional wrestling when undertaker put a guy in a triangle choke because the the thing is it's not not it's not clapping on roh it's, uh, they you know like fantastic shows especially at that time like stuff you'd never see anywhere else like but in terms of grasp like the amount of audience like you know undertaker like doing his kind of like who obviously like fell in love with shoot fighting i think he actually said in an interview at one point like um that you know he would have done MMA if he if, you know if, if he was younger or when it when when it became a thing, um, you know was was like enthralled with MMA worked like you know like he shows up at that one UFC that Lesnar's fighting in after Lesnar wins they have like a standoff you know like I I think it, I like I said I, I think that's the I think that's actually the kind of the 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 big moment because. Then it enters the popular wrestling zeitgeist. Like you don't have to be a smart fan; you could have just tune into WWE that week um, and seen it. I, yes, <laughs> let me. Yes, I agree.
1: Uh, I, I Undertaker. I think he actually said that on his uh, not the Chronicles or what the the Gravestone show that he was doing right before he retired really fully or everything. But I, I, I agree with you. Let me do a little bit of a rewind, though. You covered a lot of kind of like my questions um, to get going forward, but we'll, we'll kind of rewind a minute when you were little, Glenn. Like who who said, "Hey, watch wrestling"? Was it mom, dad, Uncle Joe? I mean, like how um, did you, how did I, you get introduced?
0: I, well, I was a latchkey kid. My parents both worked um they uh like my mom uh we had a we had kind of a family disaster happen when i was very young um and like we we lost like kind of everything uh and so my mom was and still is like you know one of the hardest working people i know she's an absolute inspiration um you know and she like 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 not to belabor the point i'm pretty open book i'm pretty transparent about things like i like and i and i feel like it's good for people to know that you can have a real loving relationship with the step parents. So my mom got remarried um, when I was like five or six. My stepdad is my dad. Like, I don't even think, I would never call him my stepdad. He literally is my father. I love him like, like we were, you know, like, you know. And so they both worked their asses off to make sure that we, that my sister and I, Could have like a real life but there was a lot of time spent like you know like there's their work like you know so i would watch like you know i'd watch wrestling on tv and stuff like that i mean don't get me wrong they would still take us to activities and stuff like that i'm not trying to like i said i don't want to give the impression they were fantastic parents um uh and like they said two of the hardest working people i know but uh um you know i spent i did spend a fair bit of time on the tv you know uh and um and pro wrestling was a was a big part of that and then my, my grandfather would be rolling over his grave for me to bring this up again. But he, to be fair, uh, he always looked like, when I became a pro wrestler, it was like he would, he, would, he cursed the day. Uh, actually, on July 28th, in 1987, I went to my first live event. Uh, main event in Jersey was British Bulldogs against Demolition. Still had the ticket stubs. Nice event and um it was just like a you know it was like a house show type of affair i i didn't know that what that was even a term back then but i don't believe it was colonized like it was it was in a smaller venue um and i like that was you know like uh, like i said i kept the ticket stubs in the and the and the pictures i took on a 35 millimeter camera uh from, from my seat uh and you know and, and my grand like it's funny i i consider it like such a gift that my grandfather to be there but uh, he considered it quite a. Cur- uh, it, uh, it was not it was not what he wanted for me, uh, at all.
1: What did uh, grandpa want for you to do?
0: Uh anything probably than wrestling. <laughs> like, like literally anything. Like, you know, my, my grandfather was a was a hard working union man, uh Steam Union. Uh and um what once again, like one of like you know, my grandpa both both my sets of grandparents, but a uh, um uh my grandfather on my and my grandmother on my mother's side were were in my life longer because uh not only the the crazy tragedy stuff that happened when i was younger but also um my grandparents on my father's side died when i was very young um but uh so i have more memories of them but uh the, you know, my, like, like the, the, he was just a hardworking guy. I think he would have been perfectly happy whether I became a, you know, a lawyer or a a doctor or, or a plumber or, you know, an electrician. Like he, he, like, but he, he definitely, I think thought wrestling was a less than noble pursuit. Like it was something for somebody else to do so that we could be entertained, but not something that, uh, you know, that he wanted for me.
2: So Mark, um, When I used to be on the show, you remember I used to love that website, thehistoryofwwe.com.
1: You just looked it
0: up, didn't you? I
2: did look it up. So here's what Glenn Spector saw. He saw Outback Jack defeat Frenchie Martin. Yes. Ron Bass defeated Jerry Allen. Uh, This is where it gets good. Coco Beware beat Nikolai Volkov. Superstar. I remember
0: Coco being there. It was awesome because I was a huge fan. Because once again, if you had, like, it was funny. but The the main event really sticks out in my mind because I loved Demolition because of the outfits and I loved. Uh, British Bulldogs because of the dog, which they actually like. You find out later in shooter reviews they hated. But if you had an animal, like my favorite American wrestler, you know, yeah, it's Jake. The, you know, it's Jake the Snake. Like oh. if you had an animal, I, I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like,
1: do you know I sent a card to Matilda when she got sick? My mother
2: helped me send
0: that's that. Amazing.
1: Yes. <laughs> to this day, I will
0: bring. <laughs> yes. So, so Coco Beware,
2: who else was on the card? Uh, Coco Beware defeated Nikolai Volkov. Superstar Billy Graham defeated Don Morocco. This had to be when Morocco was still with Fuji and before he went over to Superstar Billy Graham. And then the main Don event, Morocco's he just so talked about too. the British Bulldogs over demolition. Yeah. Asbury Park.
0: Wow, Bam Bam wasn't there, huh? No. What, what were you doing?
2: Are you a Pittsburgher, Glenn? What, what were you doing in Asbury Park, no, New Jersey? Oh,
0: uh, no, I, I, I grew up in... Uh, so I was born in Philadelphia, um... And then I, uh, my parents moved to, uh, my, like very quickly. So my parents moved to an, like, first we had like, you know, like I said, when we had tons of money, uh, I was in like this, uh, very like, uh, upscale suburban, like, like kind of, it was kind of rural, but like we had a gigantic house. We actually had two houses. Um, uh, it was, it was really something. And then, um, and then my parents did manage to get us into Bucks County, uh, so uh so good school district um a rural transitioning to suburban now kind of suburban transitioning to urban like it, it's you know it's been built up so much um uh so yeah so like I, I was on the other side of the state I am a transplant I I'm, I came out here for college and then the vortex of, of Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh has a gravity all its own
1: it really does. <laughs> you know I mean?
0: It really does. Yeah. Uh, I'm. You know, I met my wife here. I. You know, like I wrestled here. I started wrestling here. Like, uh, it, and and eventually, it's just like you know, it, it's, it's the Western PA in general. Now, now, you know, now I I I moved out of the city, but like Western PA in general, um, the, it has such a wonderful combination of like great stuff and it's affordable, um, at least for now. You know, who knows the economy tank, but like, you know, like the like, like for the longest time, you know, the, let's put it this way. Uh, <laughs> trying to buy a house in Philadelphia is insane. <laughs> in my opinion, it's crazy. I, you know, I don't know how people live. There. Like, it's, it's so nuts. Um, I, I took a job there for a year and like the like apartment stuff like that. It, you know, oh, my God, craziness out there.
1: Two th- one thing before we get we'll we'll get right back to it because we we have you on to talk about your career and other things as well. So let let's jump into that but are you going to uh you brought up that you went to Pitt a couple times both of us have have, have as well. Uh not the main campus we both went to Pitt-Bradford. Are you going to the mm-hmm. Backyard Brawl this year?
0: Oh, uh, what
1: is it? September 1st. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you don't know the Backyard Brawl Pitt against West no. Virginia? The the football games back
0: oh oh okay like so this is like so i love combat sports like so i follow a bit of boxing i follow a lot of mma um i am the worst like i am exactly that that dude who's like i don't know what's going on with uh the, i know it's a cringe thing to say like sports ball like i have no idea what's going on with anything beyond i know a little bit of hockey because my kid plays um um And like like team sports and stuff like that, I have no interest in watching. Like they 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 don't do anything for me. Shit, Um, I was going to hit you up for tickets. Is why I asked. But uh. I I I, I watch I watch football with my friends if my friends are interested because I like to share in the things that my friends enjoy. And any excuse to get drunk and eat wings is like totally cool with me. Um, we need to go to his house. But. I I have very I have very little actual interest in team sports. I've I've, I've always been a solo sport guy. Like I would like it's funny because it's stuff that I think would bore the crap out of people. But like I would rather watch an entire like college wrestling tournament or um you know like a judo match or or um you know MMA stuff that that's uh, just like like just pure jujitsu stuff like that stuff's fascinating to me to watch. For a lot of people, it's boring like because they're not striking and stuff like that. But I'd rather watch almost any of that, like because the the conf- conflict between two people to be is incredibly interesting. Team conflict doesn't do a lot for me. What right? about tag team feel... wrestling? Oh, of course, that's okay. different. It's still, it's still that's still kind of a microcosm. And and six man uh, like triple A style and stuff like that, like absolute. Okay. Well, I but but once you get what about twelve man, did one... they
1: do on WWE no, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead, sorry.
0: Oh my god, no, <laughs> like, nothing. I will point out like the worst matches to be involved in are like crazy, like. We're gonna have uh, four three man tag teams. Uh, have fun booking that. Like have fun figuring out that. Like I'm, I'm always like I hope you don't expect this to be good. Like, like right because I'm gonna I'm especially now because I'm old and I'm totally gonna get lost. I can't believe that um one of the main events I did at Cork and Hall uh three tag teams um I cannot believe looking back on that that I remembered anything and I remembered everything. Because it was for TV. I had to. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? I Like, I look back on it now, and I'm like, how did we... And the match is like, four, it's like 30 or 40 minutes. It's like long. Wow. Like, how did we remember all that shit?
1: Yeah. So, uh, we, we talked about everything. You kind of like training. How does wrestling then, you know, even watching it as a kid, how, how do you pull the trigger on saying, hey, I'm going to... And I'm going to say IWC. Uh, you know, I'm going to IWC. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because we're going to round it all kind of around IWC because you're big time there sure. again now and everything. But how how do you pull the trigger in 2001?
0: Uh, so like around, like I said, more uh, like I think I want to say I started training in 2000 or maybe even late 99. Um, what happened was. I will leave this person nameless to protect the guilty, but uh, there were people that were kind of hanging around at the end of the F and W show. And I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground when it came to wrestling. So once again, you know, like wrestling, especially at that time, still had a lot of, I mean, not to say that it doesn't now, but it, it's definitely so much less, but it has its carny aspects to it. And what I mean by that is like, there's a lot of guys who intentionally or unintentionally are, are cons and like, I would say this person was not intending to con me. Like I'm being as generous as I possibly can. Like, I think they really thought they could train people. Um, and so I fell in with like the wrong person. I lost a bunch of money in the process. Um, and so, uh, you know, and it, it was T, T actually woke me up because I went to try out for Plant North and T was like straight up. He's like, you suck, dude. You are fucking horrible. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, hey, that's your buddy. T is not, yeah. a he is not, well, he's not my buddy. I mean, like, I barely know him. Like we, we, we gave, like, there was a long time. I if kind of he even hears this because I, I actually admire the hell out of him now as an adult, like, you know, but when I was coming up in wrestling man, he gave us such a fucking hard time, it was hard to be around. Him. Like, but you know what? The crazy part is I actually kind of hope he hears this because like, I, I think he probably at the time thought I didn't like him or, or didn't care. I don't think he cared. Honest God. I don't think he cared whether of like, you know, he was probably like, fuck that kid, you know? Um, I, but like, until we like, you know, finally I, I've gotten better and I, I was doing, I, I was doing really well. And then I think, you know, I would hope that I at least earned some kind of grudging respect if he remembers me at all. Um, but I remember him because he was scary to be around because he was like, this guy's, it's not just that he's big, you know, this guy has done, you know, he like, he's done a lot and, and like, and, and like he's, and he's not scared to tell you, you suck at all. Like he has no fear about like just being like dude you are terrible like and and i now number one now i think that would be frowned upon in the locker room and i think it's crazy because it's kind of what we need the most um and also i respect it now because it made me a better worker literally i tell this story now to like my trainees (laughs) I, i tell the story i tell the story all the time now to my trainees so that they don't get frustrated like because literally like i didn't know that i was getting trained by guys who shouldn't been training and i didn't know um i didn't know anything and t telling me that i suck like it hurt you know i sure wasn't gonna fucking cry in front of me like that fuck that like you know i kept the fucking step up lip and i was like well thanks for the opportunity and i walked out of this little training school area and i was like I went home, and then I was like, oh, fuck, my God, oh, my God, what have I been wasting like the last eight months, six months, whatever, however long I had been doing it, I was like so upset, Uh -uh. and and then I I had a choice to make, and I, I was like, something is wrong, like, this guy told me I suck, I must suck, you know, how do I fix this, and that was the thing that got me to grow, you know? And so, like, in a weird way, despite the fact that, like, for a lot of the time during IWC, I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. Like, the reality is now I look back on it very fondly. Like, I, I, think he, I think he was – like, it's funny. Like, people would have called him now in the, like, modern parlance when people get all upset. Like, oh, this guy is gatekeeping or whatever. But, you know, like, dude, this guy was keeping us fucking right. Like, I remember after my first, like, I thought I did a good job match. And it was, like, a good match, especially for as long as I've been in the business. Like he had a lot of kind of, he had a lot of critiques and I was like, I kind of brushed it off. But the reality, like, I, you know, he probably didn't know at the time and thought I was being a dick to him because I was like, you know, I, I, now I was like, well, I know I'm trained now. Fuck you. You know? But the reality was I still took what he said to heart. Cause I knew he was fucking legit, you know? Um, and, like, I'm not saying, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's like Ric Flair or anything like that, but, like, like he's a respected dude for a reason. Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a good hand, you know? He's a guy who can have an exciting match and, like, you know, who fight New Jack and bleed like a stuck pig. And like, you know, like, like I said, I, I didn't appreciate him uh, when I was in the business as much as I appreciate him now coming back to the business and looking back on the things that I think were moments of pressure that forced me to be better uh and like like i said like at the end of the day like you know me going to like wanting to go to japan and like telling everybody like fuck you i can do this like part of that fuck you i can do this was like you know fuck you for being a locker room bully i want to like i said i don't want to characterize it that way because i think what he actually did looking back on it was right like but at the time the way i would have characterized it was like fuck you locker room bully i'm going to show you that i belong here you know but and that was the fucking kick in the ass that i needed to get better like telling that guy to fuck off made me better you know yeah like like, like that's like 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 and, and like you need guys like that in the locker room that are going to put pressure on people because that's how you even get diamonds man like you know you you, you got to put people under a little bit of heat so like um the like, like him being in the locker room was cool. Like now that I look back on it, but at the time, man, holy fuck. (laughs) Brutal. Brutal. Like, like, because like I said, he just didn't, he he had no problem. I fucking (laughs) sucks. You Like, You know? Like, you know? Um, uh, and, and I realized he was a good guy also when, uh, when he showed up to, um, Jimmy's funeral, uh, and I'll get into that for a second. Like, but, uh, and I was like, Oh, this guy actually like does care. And like, you know, um, uh, the, so, uh, Jimmy Fawcett, uh, Jim Fawcett, Devil Budokan, it, like found me at an outlaw show and he knew what was going on and like, who had quote unquote started to train me and all that stuff. And for some reason, the guy's an angel, like he's the greatest thing that fucking, uh, you know, like one of, one, of, one of the greatest people I've ever known uh, broke me into the business, um, and, and and was my first trainer, and like the guy who uh, like I'm looking at his gear right now because I have it framed in my uh, in my basement. Um, like 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 Jimmy, for whatever reason, I don't know why, call it fate, call it God's intervention, like you know whatever whatever uh, for whatever reason uh, he saw something in me at this outlaw show, um, and he was like, I am gonna fix this. And he literally, like, even when my car broke down, he would pick me up to go to training, and he didn't charge me a dime. And he trained me for for like a year, year and a half. Um, every week, mo- sometimes multiple days a week. Like, and uh, like I like I said, like I I I, I get emotional just thinking about the amount of sacrifice this guy paid to fucking help me. You know, little and uh, little and side, that's and. He, go ahead. He's also how I got into IWC because he was working at IWC and he was like, he kind of was training me and and he was under a hood. And I like Lucha Libre stuff. And like, so I, 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 I got a mask made and we started tag teaming and that's the devil's advocates, our first run. We, you know, we feuded with uh, the top team in IWC, which was sexual harassment. I also got to wrestle like, you know, so many other tag teams um, that were really great uh, ring crew express. Um, uh, and on 20 and Josh Prohibition, the River, the Brain River Brigade, um, uh, like a ton of other ones that are, just aren't coming to mind right the second, but like, um, you know, we like, like, like that, like my success in IWC, a lot of that is because of that first run, um, because like, uh, you know, Norm needed credible tag teams he needed somebody to feud over the belts with uh, sexual harassment. So we traded those belts a bunch of times. Jimmy and Eric were, were like, you know, top of the world tag team in, in IWC at the time. Um, and so that's kind of how it all came about. Like, it, 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 like you know, and once I was, once I was in the door and people saw like that I was a hard worker and that I was like, you know, a, a gopher, like, like I'm up for anything, like, and that I didn't care about doing jobs and like, you know, I didn't have any ego. Um, I'm, well, I'm sure some people thought I had an ego and I do have an ego, but like, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have everybody in wrestling as a fucking ego. Like you, you literally could not survive in the business without having an ego. Um, but I, I had, I was able to fucking suck it up enough that I could work with people and, you know, not complain. Um, and so, uh, that got me in the door with, um, uh, Shirley Doe and super hentai, uh, who were big there, top guys at IWC at the time. um, And they took a liking to me too. And uh, they, they started training with me as well. So I learned, I learned a ton off of them Uh, because there's two guys who are like Shirley does an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge. One of the most knowledgeable guys in the area, a super hentai, incredible athlete, um, you know, great technical wrestler, high flyer. Um, You know, so like you couldn't uh, like between the three of them, I, I couldn't have had three better guys. You know, yeah. show me the
1: ropes. Um, real quick, Super Hentai, guys, you know, we have them oh, good, John, how long ago? Maybe two years, three years ago? At least, yeah. That we had Hentai on, which uh, I, he forgot everybody that he trained, by the way. I, I, I love talking to Hentai. He forgot that he trained Elias and this one and this one. And we're like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot this person. So go back and listen to that. That's awesome. Uh, Surely, though, we have not spoken to yet, but he's definitely on one. You a know, bucket list of the to get him on. And I want to talk about, uh, Budokan because if you guys have not read the Bobby Williams book, um, Bobby yep. Williams releases a lot about him in that book. Um, support Bobby. I, I and buy Earth. that.
0: Yeah. I, I support that book. It means a lot. Like it's, uh, it's keeping a lot of the memory of somebody. I don't think people understand how much he contributed to the business, especially in this area. Um, and, and like I said, it. uh, profound effect on me. Um and 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 like when he died it it, it you know it tore me apart like it, it was brutal. Um uh, like absolutely heartbreaking. Um and uh you know it's like he's he was such a good guy. And and like I said it's all like it's all in that book. Like you know uh I have I have a pretty I have a pretty significant section in that book because uh Jimmy and I were very close for a long time. Uh you know it's just well, like i said he's an unsung hero of pittsburgh wrestling and wrestling in general and so i i, I like i definitely recommend the book like you know it, like i the one person you know bobby and i both said uh, said this uh like actually it's his kids that i hope eventually see the book like yeah because i don't you know that's the like he, he died so young that like uh, you know I, I think i think it's nice of his kids. Uh, knew how much of an impact he had on all of us, and how how much we we still to this day talk about him. Uh, there, you know, there are very few, very few days of wrestling, and I don't think about him. You know, and I, I like I said to um after our first like new class of trainees, like and I, and I felt like it had gone so well. You know, I grabbed Bobby and I just said, I said, I said, I, said, I think Jimmy would be proud of us. I, I hope he would be proud of us. I really do. I think he's looking down on us and like and he's proud of what we're doing. You know, um so. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, a couple um, 2 months ago now they had their kind of like proving ground type of matches, I guess you want to call it on. It's available mm-hmm. on the IWC network for only 9.99 a month. Yes. Uh, check it out. Uh, 2 to 1 media does a great job, Jeremy.
0: yeah, there, there's the, a camera guy that's pretty good too. They're really good. Yeah, the, the the video quality of, of any of the stuff you would download on Fight TV whether it's regular shows or proving ground, it's a, it's really good. Like when you look at an IWC show on like fight TV, it's like as well-produced a wrestling show as anything you're going to see. Like, you know, uh, honest to God, like the camera angles, the whole thing. Like, uh, I was super, I I wrestled Bill Collier, uh, last show. And I I went back and watched the match and I'm just like, wow, the production values of this, it looks like a TV show. Like it, this is a TV show. Uh,
2: Glenn, you mentioned earlier uh, T-Rantula's style may not fly um, today, um, but that it's still, you know, the message is necessary uh, because he kept pressure on you guys. How do you, as a trainer, um, you know, keep pressure on these young people that want to be wrestlers without being another T-Rantula?
0: Well, like, the funny part is I kind of, like, there are, like, what would Jesus do? What would he do? Like, I, I am not like I am too old, uh, like to to not like you, like I, I don't really like I'm not I I don't know if I'm like I'm not like drill sergeant harsh I don't know I'm not like the meanest guy on earth I certainly like I don't beat people up because I don't want to deal with the bullshit like um and and you know like it, that's not what we're there for but I'm hard on the students like, and I'm critical. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't make any bones about it. Uh, like the, one of the first things I saw to them is that, like, you know, when we had our, our first meeting is that like, I'm too old. Uh, and I don't, uh, I don't need this money. Like this is this, I'm doing this because I love it. I mean, I'm, get, I'm compensated for it. And, and I, and I demand to be paid. Like I want, I, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a mark, like, you know, uh, but at the same time, like I, this is still something I do because I love it. I don't need the money. I could be at work making more money if I wanted to, you know, if that's was my major concern. Uh, so don't waste my time. Um, if you're not going to take this seriously, I don't want you. Uh, if you came here, unprepared, I don't want you. Uh, and that sounds harsh, but I don't care. Um, I'm not here to like be anybody. Uh, I like my, my training, as I said, like someday you guys are, you know, the one of the parts of the lecture that I get right in the beginning, like, you know, Someday we're all gonna be, your guys are all gonna be big stars. And I'm gonna hope you uh, you know, you you write about me in your books that it was important that that you trained with me and I was going to got you there. And and you know, when you got your Hall of Fame speech, you're gonna mention how influential I was and like that's gonna help me eventually like, you know, transition to where I can wrestle full time again, like not wrestle full time, but like train people full time or or have my own little slice of the wrestling pie, like and retire on or whatever. Like you know, uh, like half jokingly, because I doubt that'll happen. I, uh, don't get me wrong, though; that's still my goal. I'm still working. Like that is legit what I'm working for. Like you know, I, I like you know, uh, dream big, but have other you know have backup. <laughs> like you know, there's
1: some kids um, in this class though; they're pretty fucking awesome. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. And like I said, but but uh, but like, but that's my you know, like we'll we'll all be good friends. Them right now, you're not my fucking friend, and I don't need any more friends. Uh, I've got plenty of friends. So, um that's my attitude towards it. And so, so I'm definitely the, I am the, I am the more like, you know, my my attitude towards training is where I don't want to waste time. I'll joke occasionally. I'm not like a total monster. Um, but I definitely will also be like, stop talking or stop, you know, do whatever. Like I'll, like I'll, I'll suddenly like be like back in the thing. Or if somebody's like, you know, I'll be like, I'll be like, that looks like shit or the, you know, I, I want intensity out of you like this is not it's not good enough no this is match quality like you know like i because i feel like that's important and i feel like that's like what am i supposed to do like uh like here's the thing i'm trying like as much as i want these kids to be successful it's my reputation too like right. they're like like dude think of the kind of people who are training people right now like i'm competing against like you know it's like, like lance storm trains people al snow like like you know, like these guys have like incredible credentials. If I can't produce, then I should not be there. And like, so I have to take this deadly serious because I left the business for so long that um my my like I it's hard for me to uh, I can't I can't rest on my accomplishments like because people don't remember them as well. Like, you know, I, I got to do a lot in the business and I do, uh, you know, like, I feel like I did more than a, a ton of people, but, um, you know, I was never, you know, I, I, I worked as the only time I was on fed TV, I was an extra, you know, that kind of like, so like, I have to be like, I have to work three times as hard because if these guys are shit, it's me, it's my ass. Like, you know, and, and like, how am I going to build back my reputation? if These guys are terrible. So I take it very seriously. Like, that's work time for me, you know? And, like, the other thing is, like, I could be with my kid right now. <laughs> like, you know, that's what that's what, like, the, like, you know, like, like, if you're fucking around, the reason I get mad is because, like, it's like, I don't have to be here. Like, you know, I, I, like, you're the one who wants to be a superstar. I, I could be at home with my kid. Like, I'm sacrificing family time because I, I give a shit about this crazy business. Like, I don't know why. It's lunacy, like, absolute insanity. Uh, you know, mamas don't let kids grow up to be wrestlers. Um, but I have a passion for it. And, uh, you know, and it never went away. And I thought eventually if I stayed away long enough, it would go away. It never went away. So, here I am. But, yeah, I take it very seriously. So, I'm, I'm a little bit different style. I'm, I'm, I am i don't know if I'm T. Rangel style. I didn't train with him. I just saw him in the locker room. But uh, I, I appreciate his no bullshit attitude. And I think it's, I think, like, you know, once again, if, if somebody fucks up, like, I, and I am the authority in that situation. Like, I don't, like, here's the thing. Like, on an IWC show, that's not my job. Like, my, if people ask me my opinion, I tell them it unfiltered me, You know? If I think your match sucked, I'll tell you. Like, no problem. If I watched it and I think it sucks, I'll tell you why I think it sucked. Um, That being said, uh, that's not my position in IWC. My position in IWC is to work shows. I work matches. And people tell me whether my match sucked, you know? <laughs> And then my other position at IWC is train people. My trainees. I have no problem telling that to because that's part of my job. Like I, I do, like you know, I, I I try to respect as much as I can. As much as I do, you know, like I said, I, I'm kind of an iconoclast. I don't I don't I don't do well with authority. I try to respect the chain of command. Um, and so you know, I, my job isn't to sit there and go like, oh, you should have done this and like this suck and blah, blah. Uh, but I do think it's good to have people and, and don't get me wrong, we have people like that at IWC anyway. So like they don't need me to. Like they have they have guys that are paying very close attention to matches whose job it is to debrief you afterwards, you know. So you yeah,
1: well um, Jenny does a good job at IWC. She runs a tight ship.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard, I've heard on this job that, uh, like, that 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 uh there is there is a there's some hate. A pervasive rumor that there's a pervasive rumor that Jenny Plummer's running the entire organization. She is uh, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I can neither confirm or deny.
1: It goes uh, Jenny CJ <laughs> and then Plummer. <laughs> and,
0: Where's I thought you guys Potter? Where's Potter?
1: Oh, Potter's Potter's over everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's 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 definitely like the CEO.
0: He's in charge of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, but Jenny's like the talent relations, and yeah, then you just trickle down. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, can't confirm or deny. I I, plausible deniability. I I I just got back. I don't need to make any enemies.
1: I'll, I'll get a text later I, on from I, I will, one of them.
0: I will, I will be very political and say, I appreciate everyone and what they do. Right. right. <laughs> Agreed. You know. Uh, yeah. With,
2: without naming names or embarrassing anybody, um, sure. what's the quickest somebody has quit that you were training? Whether it was something physical, whether there was just a personality um, conflict with you.
0: We definitely had people who by the end of that, like one day, You know, like by the by the end of the day, like they just couldn't hack it. Like that's why we do tryouts. Like like and and they knew they couldn't hack it. Like and and I would hope that they respected. And like I I, so we've had like there were guys that we didn't accept because of because of something that happened during uh during the and 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 by the way, this isn't just shit on them. I appreciate them trying. Like like I said, like uh, I I said this to them when you know, to the guy I said I said, look, if you don't if you're not accepted into this year's class, like something went wrong. Like you can contact me. I'm willing to give you advice on how to maybe make it better. Blah blah. But the real number one, like, if you don't show up in physical shape, I don't have. I just don't have the time. Yet. Like, if, like, you know, if you can't do, let's say, a hundred pushups, nine a row, you know, but like sets of thirty or whatever.
1: Over a hundred days? Can I do them over a hundred yeah, days? No.
0: No, like over a period of like, over a period of like 20 minutes. Like, I just don't have time. Like, like, because it's ridiculous. What am I supposed to do? Like, because what I'm going to be asking you to do is going to be way harder than that. Like, you know, like, so like I, there's a baseline and, and like, so it's like, um, there's that's, I think, the the difficult part with wrestling schools and like and like one of the things I had I had you know like like Plummer's been pretty great with me so far, so we'll we'll see. I mean, let's like any other relationship, it's, it's new for me because Plummer wasn't in charge when I was there, of course, but like he's treated me well, and um, you know, at least so far. Uh, they told this podcast. They told this podcast exactly, but um, but one of the things that we discussed and 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 like I don't I this is like you know I hope I'm not disclosing something that. Like, i don't think it's a big deal to disclose but essentially like you know like like part of the thing is like i want to accept people who i think can actually like i understand that part of part of any wrestling school is you know you 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 know you're 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 training people and, and there's money changes and whatever but like um the like i want to accept people who who we can use later like that that, that like whatever and, and like look Man, look there might be a guy that we that we turn down that, that may become the next biggest thing like I remember uh, triple H talking about this where he's like he's like I'll see a guy you know and he'll, he'll you know I will, I'll think oh this guy's nothing and then he becomes the biggest thing in the business like he was talking about John Cena like I'm sure that that's a possibility but I think I'm a pretty good judge of who of who can hack it um you know and I think that at the end of the day well, you know like look Man, I'm only as good. Like, and this goes for me working for Plumber or anybody else on the Indies right now. Or maybe if I get lucky and I get in, 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 even even higher than that. But like, you're as good as your last match. You know, um, you know, like you, you're as good as what you as you are. I don't expect anything unless I can unless I can produce. Like, that's the end of the that's the the beginning and the end of the story. And so, like, if I can't produce somebody good for Plumber, then then I shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the nature of the relationship. Uh, and so, but but in order to do that, I need to have the leeway to say, I can't do anything with this guy. He's going to waste time and resources. Like, and so I like like I said, Plumber. I think uh, you know he respects Bobby. He respects Nate. Um, and so we were given that leeway, and I think he is going to be shocked at how good this class is going to be. Uh, I think I, I everybody in this class, in my opinion and I mean this as a complete shoot, and hopefully they won't hear this because I don't want them to get egos or big heads, uh, but I really do think all these people at least have the potential of being like high-level indie workers, and some of them, I think, could go way farther. Uh, so...
1: Well, you don't want them to hear that, but I want them to hear that because then that means they're listening to the show, and they then want to come on the show. And sure, either, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, sure, 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 absolutely. I get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, keep those numbers up, all numbers up. Like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, but like but that's one of the things. Like it's like another thing is I'm 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 pretty stingy with compliments. Um, and it's not because look, man, like there's a nurturing part of me in there somewhere, deep down in my cold black heart that wants to be like you know, like, like, Oh, you know, great job kid or whatever. But I realize that they compliment me more when I don't give them out of the fucking few seconds,
1: you know, we've bounced all over and we need to get to your career, but I do want to talk. Um, you have a great relationship with Bodbu Williams, Potter, whatever you want to call him uh, across the yeah. board. So how does he, how is he the yin to your yang then in training?
0: Or are you, are you the yang oh. and he's the yang I'm probably, which one's the, which one's the, like, which uh, one's the mean one?
1: (laughs) This is something for, like, an English professor to know, John. I
0: think
2: it's Yang. I think Yang's the darker one.
0: I'm the bad cop. I'm the bad cop for sure, but I would point out that that doesn't mean that Bobby is soft. Bobby, I bark. I bark a lot. I am, I am, I am a barking dog. Like, I, I. Matilda. You're Matilda. I, yes. I have, I have literally no problem, like, being like, fuck you, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm I bark a lot Bobby is quieter but if people fuck up the stuff that he's like the logistics stuff like because he's also in charge of making sure people are there to work security set up the ring all the pay your dues stuff like believe me they like Bobby can stand up for himself and he can assert himself like he is no shrinking violet like you're just going to notice it more from me because I am louder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll be the first person you notice, but believe me, Bobby is like, we compliment each other really well. And and Bobby's no push up. Like, okay. um, Bobby did a lot for me these last couple of years. Bobby's the reason I kind of came back to wrestling just in general. Honestly, the desire was always there. But when you feel like nobody really cares whether you come back or not, there isn't a whole lot like, you know, it bobby is the guy who contacted me bobby's the guy who got me back in the ring bobby was the guy who was willing to work out with me when 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 there was no point in working out with me because i was out of shape and out of wrestling shape and like you know like like i said a little probably now a little over two years ago um you know like we we've been talking online for a while but like he was he kept prodding me about like hey like, do you want to get back in the ring? Like, do you want to just come work out? Like, and I'm like, fuck no, Bobby. Like, like a part of, you know, I'm like, dude, it's done. Like, what am I gonna do? I don't know why. Like, and this is one of the things I told Bobby, I was like, I was like, I love you, but also curse you because like it's like, but no, seriously, I absolutely love Bobby, for real. But um, like it it like the fire is just so back. And it's like, I, I, like, I I have like crazy thoughts. Like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck man, I'm 42. But like, maybe, you know, like, maybe like, you know, I like, like, like I want to like the the company I want to work for more than anybody right now. The show that I watch like religiously is NWA. Um, Billy Corgan's running such an awesome show. And I'm like, fuck man. Like he has old guys on like, maybe if I just really get good, like, He'd take a chance on a forty-two-year-old because he's had guys way older than that on. Yeah, no shit. Like like, you know, like 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 crazy thoughts like that. Like they they still go through my mind. Like like I said, it's like it never. The problem is it never goes away. Like wrestling is an addiction. It's like heroin. Um, uh, it's also like heroin. That it may eventually kill you. Like you know, um, (laughs) uh, like. Like you know, it's funny. I, I got to, I had the weirdest but awesomest opportunity. I got to give a two hour lecture on wrestling to a college class, and um, and I meant this in a really profound and, and but, but I think people would probably think stupid way. But I, I, to me, it was very profound. Like I said, like I I kind of truly think that professional wrestling is the greatest human endeavor. Like like, <laughs> like fuck going to the moon. Like who cares? Right? Yeah. There's professional <laughs> wrestling. Like, th- like this this expression of conflict like the, the this perpetual telling of like the good and evil story of the morality play like everything that's like from the bible you know to um uh to like beowulf uh you know um like the iliad Gnostic, all all like 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 the hero's journey like like this like this is like the greatest expression of, of like the, 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 worst and best parts of man, you know, like, like, like the, the most evil people and the most good people, like, you know, it, it's, um it, it's such a like really wonderful thing. And like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm like, it's nice to be fired up about it again, because like, when you, like I said, like, can you imagine just going around for 10 years and like having this in you and not being able to do anything about it, you know, Watching wrestling was painful because I wanted to be there. You know, people always are like, well, you never, I never like, you know, you don't come to shows. I don't go to the shows. I'm not booked on. It's painful. It's Mm -hmm. fucking pain to be, to sit in the audience and and not be a part of it because you love it so much. You know? Yeah. It's pure pain. Like that's that, like I feel bad because like, I mean, thank God I have very forgiving wrestling friends who I've been able to rekindle friendships with shout out to Troy Lords. What's up, my brother? I put him over every time. One of the best, uh, if not the best, technical wrestler in Pittsburgh. Um, like, once again, totally doesn't get the credit, in my opinion, that he deserves. Uh, so I'm going to put him over on this podcast because he's my boy. Um, but, uh, but like, you know, like, once again, like, Troy and I were, were thick as thieves. He was in my wedding party. And, like... When I left wrestling I cut like everybody out because it was so painful and I I've I've apologized to him profusely because that was the wrong thing to do. It was a dick move. Like, but it, it to me, I didn't know what to do because it was it, part of me was dead. You know?
1: It sucked. The, we're definitely going around the the back way to get back to your career, but we're gonna get there, I guess. Um when when Bobby contacted you uh you guys to do this endeavor in training i don't know who was asked first i don't give two shits but is this kind of both of you for devil doing it Um, passing it along i
0: think i i think that's i i I like like i definitely think that the notion that i yes and no i don't want to like I feel like it's unfair for me to put that on it and like, like, Oh, I'm just doing, you know, like I'm doing this a little in, bit. In, then in yeah, I'm not saying that, you're waving like a freaking flag. Yeah. The, the thought is in my mind, but I, but I, but I also want to be honest, like, and I feel like that's one of the things that i have become much more in my, like in my now kind of like, I don't give as much of a fuck about what people think about me wrestling days, which is so much more comfortable. Like I don't have to pretend I'm doing this for some kind of crazy altruistic. I'm doing this for me. Like, I I am doing this because I want to eventually retire to like a farmstead in West Virginia and buy and build a silo on it and put a ring in it and train whoever I want to and probably train them for free just to try to make them into stars if I think they have potential. Like, and then have them, you know, be at their WWE Hall of Fame speech and say, I never would have got here like without Glenn. Like, but believe me, it's about me. It's about trying to build some kind of legacy out of because I had invested so much of my life in this. And, and it means a lot to me, like, you know, like, and, like I said, and, and so, like, I don't want to pretend like I'm just, you know, like, oh, I'm doing it for double. I want, you know, like, like, I, like, look, double means the, the world to me. Um, But I'm not going to lie and say, like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it for me. Like, you know, end of story. Now, the once again, though, it's about producing. If I can. If I can make good students for, for plumber, if I can make the, if I can, if I can uh, be a good trainer and help Bobby out, like if I'm producing for those guys, then it, like, why would, why, why, why would I be ashamed to say I'm doing it for me? Like, because I'm I, like me doing it like, like, you know, like, look, man, we're all trying to get something like right. Plummer plumber wants good students and good trainees that he can use later. Uh, you know, Bobby wants to be w- wants to have a successful class so that it can also raise his, um, you know, like his market value uh, and show that he can hack it as a trainer. Like, you know, we're all like we're we're in it together, but we also are all recognize. I think that that part of this is what we get out of it individually, too. You know?
1: Yeah, it, it, that's again, that's the business, right? And you know, it's it's yeah. the wrestling business. I, I,
0: I, and that's the thing I think people, I think, uh, you know, once again, I think if we all come to the table with a, with a degree of like realism and honesty, like, you know, it's like, look, man, like everybody wants, like, nobody's doing this. You, there's no point in wrestling for someone else. Like, if you don't love this, if it's not for you, if, if you're not trying to be a success, if you're not trying to make money, if you're not, you know, like, it's just like, a, like, like, you know, like, don't wrestle for, don't wrestle for somebody else you know there are a billion ways to make money in this world like wrestle for you you know if you're going to put yourself through these things possible life ending injuries possible cte like do it for you you know don't don't do it for somebody else
2: it's what gorilla monsoon used to say all the time if you're not in it for the money you're in it for the wrong reasons
0: yeah 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 i, I mean like believe me I mean, dude people like I, I I, like i that honestly that attitude i i've always had i think it for some people it pissed them off like you know like because i was like uh, bottom line meant a lot to me when i was younger like like because i really was trying to like you know like this is what i want to do for a living This, like and so like if a promoter was ever like you know like oh man you know gate's a little low dude fuck you
1: (laughs) i don't want the fucking hot dog and handshake
0: yeah i don't give a shit (laughs) like like, i want to get paid like And the funny part is like, I will say to a certain degree, even, even though I feel like sometimes I was right about that, like, and I do think it's important to value yourself. I also think people on the Indies need to realize it's hard to make a living on the Indies. You're really working to get in front of somebody who can pay you. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you can't look at every booking just as a payday. Like, is this booking going to let me sell merch? Is this booking going to be raise my profile? Is it going to rate? You know, is is this is this a high-profile booking that like the first time I went to Japan, like it it was not the greatest money-making endeavor. It was the subsequent tours where I made the money. Like the first tour was like get your fucking foot in the door, you know. Like now, oh, well, you know, the second tour suddenly I'm main event in Cork and Hall. Oh, well now you're going to make some money. Like
2: you, you kind of um, you touched on. What my next question was going to be. We're all about the same age, you and I and Mark, um, and that's sort of my attitude now. Like, look, I'm I'm getting too old for a lot of shit, so you know, I'm I'm going to make this amount of money, or it's just not worth the, the time and effort. Um, as a wrestler, w- was that genuinely your frame of mind right out of the gate? I know you said you, you look at merch and and you look at
0: what um, it might I, lead to. I, I think I I think I came to it. Way faster than a lot of people because it wasn't like wrestling wasn't just like a like my attitude like like it was weird. It's the arrogance, it's the cockiness. I really was like I can do this for a living, and so I immediately was like, "Well, how do you do this for a living?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how? Like like what am I what I what am I supposed to be asking money Why? Like what do I need to do to make sure I am a value that I will get that money? Like. You know, how do I become a draw? Like that, like, like I was thinking about it in a different way. Like I wasn't like a lot of guys on the end of the time I was coming up were like, how do I have the best match on the show? And don't get me wrong. That's important too. But kind of like not always the most important thing. I don't think people want to hear that, but it, it, you know, do you think every guy, the top paid guy is having the best matches on the show? I mean, are we being real? Like, you know, like, like once again, what's a good match? interesting question, like has a lot of answers, uh, like who has the most value, like like you better be able to fucking talk, like you think the wrestling in the ring part's important, it is you better have a personality you better have something you can sell you know, because like, because the thing is like, look man, mad respect for like, who, who, you know, other guys I look up to, like, like mad respect for a guy like Dean Malenko but like, you know, there was a ceiling on how far he was going to get you know, and it's not just his height when, when was the last time you saw a compelling Dean Malenko interview?
1: Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> Let me think about that for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Right. That's not shitting on him, dude. No, one it's of the not. Technical, one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. All fucking time. You know, if we're talking just in-ring work, easily in the top 100, you know, possibly in the top 10. Like, so, you know, it's like, this, this isn't me, like, shitting on, like, a name. I'm just saying there, like, there is a barrier, and that barrier has less to do with what you do in the ring and more to do with your personality, your ability to talk, your ability to make people believe in the character, things like that. Now, if you can put that together with five and five-star matches, awesome. And don't get me wrong, the business has changed. I tell, I tell my students all the time, being good is the default. If you're not good in the ring, you're just fucked. Just hang it up now. Like Look at, look at any show going on right now. Being competent in the ring, like we're well past the days where you could just be a good interviewer. Like we're way past that. Yeah. Like, so, so being good in the ring, that's the default that is expected, you know? So I'm not saying training isn't important and your in-ring work isn't important, but my point is that only gets you so far. Like that's, like I said, that'll get you in the door. That's the default. Like, can this guy pick a person up and put them down without killing them? Awesome. All right. Done. Like, now, tell me how you're going to sell tickets.
1: As, as a trainer, and, and this, is, this isn't, this is you know, to bolster me or anything, but I've uh, talked to Al Snow about this. Do you think youngsters... <laughs> look,
0: at this, look at this name drop. Yeah, well, I'm, you already said Glenn, Al's name once, too. I'm I'm interviewing Glenn right now, but I have talked to Al Snow. <laughs> <Go> well, <on.
1: laughs> he sent kids from OVW to podcasts. You you have to learn how to answer questions on a podcast before I can put you on OVW TV. As a trainer, oh, wow. do you think the same thing? You, go listen to Mark. I don't shit.
0: I, I I don't know if I'd want him on a podcast though, and the reason is because that shit's forever. Like I like I I that's the that's my only fear about that. That's my only pushback. That I was now. now once again, and now you didn't shit on him. I understand on a different. No, no. On a completely different level, on a completely different level than I am on. Like, you know, like, like I, I am not even going to pr- try to pretend that we are, we are at the same place in our careers. Um, and mad respect for the dude, uh, dude has hustle. He has everything you need to be like a success in this business. Cause like, he's like, you know, like, like I said, he's the trainer's trainer. Like, you know, I like, like I I've listened to tons of his like interviews and, and listened to his philosophy on training and seen his seminars and stuff like that. Like, you know, he, he is he is a great trainer.
1: And he trains um, dolphins, too. Do you know that?
0: No, he does not. Yes, he does. You're working me. No. No, he doesn't. Yes, but he does. Do, he he does, does not train dolphins. Go ahead. work me. If he is two trains dolphins, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: I'll give you his number. Call him later on tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Call, yeah, I would love to call someone and just be like, hi, you don't know me, but I just need to know if you train dolphins. I'm not like remotely <laughs> interested in booking your own. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I thought he's insane. I can't be real. Are you shitting me? No.
1: Um. Oh my god. I, this unbelievable. Um. I, we're watching SummerSlam as well as we're interviewing you. And Kid Rock just made out with uh Honey Boo Boo's mom. It was disgusting.
0: Breaking um, news, folks. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news.
1: So gross.
0: That, Dude, dude, can I, can I, is this, a, is this a safe place to shit on the bed for a minute? You can. Despite, don't get me wrong, Fed, call me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Put me in the fucking game, coach. I'm ready. Um, I like this card, man. <laughs> I'm like, I was blizzard, I'm like, oh fuck, man. I, you know, it's weird. Like when Cody left AEW, I was like, oh, I think this might be a mistake. And then like, you know, I saw how in the cell and I was like, you know what? I think Cody made the right decision like I like Cody Rhodes in this company. Um and never have I more been like oh shit man, <laughs> adrenaline in my soul. I really wish this show had Cody Rhodes. <laughs>
1: like, no shit.
0: I, I am not excited about almost anything on this card. Like there's a few things but like I, I like not shitting on it. Maybe I uh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the I'm, I'm going to watch it later on. Uh but like it's just that I don't know. Like it's weird. Like, um where where AEW's kinda got a leg up on them right now is just interest. Like in terms of like the the cast of characters. Like the AEW has so many interesting personalities and like like you, you just turn it on and like weird shit just happens. <laughs> like, you know? It's a like, train wreck
1: sometimes. and in yeah, in a good yeah, way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the matchmaking can be completely insane. Um and nobody I like ever gets pushed. So like that's another problem. Like my favorite tag team is Chaos Project. So like that'll give you somewhere where I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like they're just getting annihilated by everyone. Like even teams that aren't teams, just like two dudes, (laughs) they're getting they're getting jobbed out. I'm like, God damn it, can Sir get a win? Give Mm. the snake man a win. No. Um you know uh like uh, like I, I like another guy i really like watching his work is qt and like you know it's the same thing like he's like a mid-card gatekeeper type of guy like kind of where i am now uh in iwc like you know he plays a similar kind of character and i like I him, but like i actually really like his work and it's like shit, man i wish they would put him on the main show occasionally it'd be nice like you know um so
1: let's get, some, let, I have some questions that I really like asking, but let's get some of your highlights from your career. let give a little bit sure. of a gamut. Of um, just so, go. Like, so
0: like the, so is in, in Pittsburgh? Like I said, all like over. The, I want to know
1: your Japan trip as well though, too.
0: Oh yeah. I'll talk all about Japan, but like the, like the Pittsburgh stuff, like is kind of the origin story point. And like I said, did a lot of feuding with uh, like local tag teams and, and we're also brought in talent um held the iwc tag team titles that's the only titles by the way i ever held in iwc um and the thing i always say is like you know and, and this is you want to talk about arrogance here's the most arrogant thing i ever said like people were like i was in three super indies and never won the title i always jobbed out for the guy who won um you know uh and uh even though it, like i didn't always i didn't always get eliminated in the first round but i i, I never won with it and um uh you know like people were like oh does it ever bother you and i was like dude let me tell you something about about me and iwc i never needed the title i was fucking over the entire time never needed a title to fucking be over like i I, honestly i feel the same way today like you know what i mean yeah like if you if you give me a chance now it's nice because i'm getting heel heat like and like i i feel like i can be a real heel there like you know because i'm not uh like I I really try to work like a heel style. I don't do like I, 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 everything I do, I think looks good and looks, uh, painful, but I've, I'm not, I've never was a big time flash guy anyway. So like I work a lot on like, you know, once again, working the crowd, hitting people real hard, um, you know, uh, doing a few nasty things like, you know, and and it's helped me with that. So like, I, I feel like I'm still, once again, can you produce? I think if you watched the last three matches that I had on IWC, you'd say, yeah, that guy can produce. Like, you know, am I a main eventer now? I don't know. I'm fucking twenty two. Like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Put me in a main event. We'll find out. You know?
1: Um, yeah. Maybe you just beat the shit out of Mandime. I'd be all right with that, too.
0: You know? <laughs> We're kind of – we find ourselves kind of on the same side right now. Yeah, like, but he, I, he's a – And let me tell you – He's a dickhead, me, but – let me tell you, man, that money—that money in the bank reset button trick. Yeah, that, that's a fucking Glenn Specter move if ever there was one. So I, I, I absolutely appreciate put over that, like, you know. And look, man, Bill Collier beat me fucking last show. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Oh man. No, like you know, like once again, uh, like like uh, the like the the dude IWC is so full of talent, man. Unbelievable, so, like. Bill Collier's not like like like. I mean, fuck him because he beat me up and I like you know like, uh, and like I, I you know I felt like uh, you know if I if I could have just hit the wizard it would have been over but like he you know he was a better man that day, um, but you can't deny the talent. Like, there's a lot of talented guys in that locker room. Um, so, but we were talking about me, right? All right, you're the one and brought up all exactly, these guys up, yeah. Well, well once again, fuck man dyne and Bill Call here and everybody else on the roster, and especially all the fans. Like, let's talk about me. And this podcast. You know? Fuck us too. Yeah, exactly. exact. Look, I look I, I am not gonna say that while I am here. I will I will politely wait till after this is over and tell you guys to go fucking. Good. <laughs> so um but that being said uh, like, so, so yeah, so, so that was like, I, like, you know, I have my super indie like shots, but honestly, like, I never really needed to get over, uh, if you put a mic in my hand, um, I'm going to get over cause I can talk. Uh, and I did a lot of funny interviews. I did a lot of good comedy. Um, and so like, like IWC was never an issue. Uh, I, I felt like I was over my entire run pretty much once once I got my swim legs under me and I could work, you know, like we, like I, I was gold there. Um, worked up and down the East Coast, uh, a bunch of different promotions, did some time in Mega in Ohio, along with a bunch of other Ohio promotions. Um, I did uh, the my uh, like I, I had a pretty good run there, but essentially like I was still held tag titles there at one point in nonsensical tag teams. <laughs> like because they needed somebody to hold them and i was a good hand you know yeah like uh you know like uh, at the time a guy named jeff Traxter was booking good dude um always treated me well you know uh but um but at the same time like you know the second i it was funny once again i never held any titles there but, but the tag title the second i got those cursed tag belts off me and i was wrestling singles and like and being me much better time. Like, and I, like, and honestly, like once again, it's like, ah, you know, I never got, like, I had a couple title shots, never got the belt, whatever. It's fine. Like, but I was over, um, new era pro, which was out in Ohio. Also, I had a really good run out there, uh, feuded with Chris Hamrick, uh, rode with hammer for a while too. Um, hammer's amazing. Another guy like, like who never got probably what he deserved out of the business. Like, I think he's coming back to work. Now. I think he's actually gonna be working at GCW show. Um uh dude's a dynamite worker. Like, you know, uh we had a great feud. Um that was my most memorable thing from out there. He also is like the Lord of Ribs. Um really? He's really good at them. Uh, at least with me. No. <laughs> oh, maybe you're just uh, gullible. With, no, I'm sorry. He would he would whisper fucked up shit in my ears while we were working, like he would sing weird songs. He'd put me in a submission hole and start singing songs and shit. Like but he he was like so good at like, it was like a ventriloquist. Like he could, he like, like the crowd had no idea what was going on. I think I'm trying to listen really intently because I think he's calling his spot and he's just saying fucking crazy nonsense. Like, you know, weird Southern shit. (laughs) 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 Um, but, but, but like, like I, I, he, he had done some legendary ribs, uh, that, that I wasn't a part of, but the rib that got me, it's a classic. I should have seen it coming. Um, but, uh, he, we were wrestling at new era and I'm super excited. I'm wrestling Chris hammock. I'm a young guy. Like, uh, like I'm gonna feud with Chris Hamrick. I'm going to be wrestling a bunch of matches with Chris Hamrick. I'm going to get to beat Chris Hamrick. Like this is cool. Like, and so I'm like super excited and like wide eyed and like very childlike. And, uh, I'm, I'm like getting all my shit on and I'm like, where the fuck is my boot? And I, I, I like, I start like stomping around the locker room. Where's my fucking boot? You know, blah, 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 blah. I got one boot on, you know? Uh, and, uh, and I realized Hamrick fucking hid my boot. And so like, <laughs> I'm like, but what do you, you know, like, this is the terrible situation because it's like, he knows exactly what he put me in because it's like you, and, and you know, like people listening to this will be like, well, he hid your boot. It's simple rib. It's hidden somewhere, whatever, blah, blah. You don't understand. Like, you can't like grab a vet and like choke him. Like. <laughs> This guy is like a draw on the show. Also, I have no idea. Maybe he can fight. I'm like you know, and like he's a tall dude. Like I don't know what he knows and what he's capable of. Like you know, I don't want to fucking fight this guy. Like you know, and so like we're you know like we're like like I'm like sitting there and I'm like I'm like I'm like Chris. Like like our match is next. Where's my fucking boot? And he's like smiling. He's like smiling and he's laughing and I'm like. I'm like fuck. I'm like fuck, dude. And like, and then suddenly I'm like jumping up and down and basically like having a tantrum. I'm like, because now it's like literally like like that. The bell rang. We're up next. I'm like jumping up and down. Like, where's my fucking boot? Like, I'm my boot? I'm like, it's not funny. We're gonna look like assholes. Like, I can't wrestle without my fucking boot. Um, my music hits. He looks up. My boot has been right above my head, tied to a pipe. By the laces. Uh, literally inches above my head the entire fucking time
1: so you go to the ring tying your boot
0: yes i literally like half tied i'm sorry i'm cursing so much no that's that's
1: good uh how do you get to japan for christ's sakes get us to japan so we can get to these other questions
0: so so yeah so i I was actually asked about this in uh uh, for an article like that that they're doing um like so i fucking love japan like unapologetically love the country it's the only other country I'd live in besides the United States like I, I love the states I, I've been to other countries like I've been I've been to Europe and stuff like that there's only two countries I'd ever fucking want to live in are here in Japan um and it's not just like being a, like, like a weird weave I don't like love anime <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like anime's fine there's a couple good ones like I don't I'm not like a oh shit I hope I don't now this will really end my relationship with the fan I don't Care that much about anime? <laughs> like, it's not that great. It's fine. um I, There's some of it that's really cool. Uh, you know, like, uh, but but I'm not like the biggest anime guy uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not like any kind of weird, like you know, like fetishization of the uh, of the Japanese people. I really love the culture for real. Uh, I love my time there. Like, um I got to spend a, a decent amount of time there. Like one time like straight up like a whole month just in a row like you know and then the other trips were like usually two or three weeks so uh, i i felt like i spent a lot of time there now i will say uh part of that is because living the life of i I wouldn't want to be a company man in japan like i want to be a wrestler in japan i don't want to live the life of like you know some corporate wonk who like throws himself in front of a bullet train like i don't want that like you know it's that's a tough life that's a super tough life but as a wrestler i could observe all those people and then work out all day and and like enjoy all the cool things of like uh, you know this crazy culture that's like uh in some ways like pop culture wise is like america on fucking steroids and then um in other ways is like you know very comfortable and very safe and like i you know the thing i always said about like being in japan is like I'm sure this wasn't 100% true. This is once again arrogance, my arrogance coming out. But like my whenever I was in Japan, if I was even walking down the street like uh, you know like uh, Osaka at like 3. a.m. I was so confident in like the feeling that like I was like nothing's going to happen to me and in fact, if anything terrible happens at this moment, it's because I did it. Like like, that's how, like, kind of, like, generally respectful everyone is and stuff. Like, it's such a different culture. You feel super safe, at least in my experience, because, like, people just don't do crazy shit. Now, I love America. I'm a big freedom guy, like, fucking huge on freedom Um, and people doing what they want. But we are crazy as fuck. Uh, like, I, I'm always much more aware of my situation when I'm in the States, you know? Uh, I have a lot of situational awareness. I generally like, you know, uh, part of it's from being a bouncer for two years, stuff like that. I'm always kind of observing people and like, you know, like, oh, are you going to be the guy that goes crazy tonight? Like, you know? Uh, yeah. I lo- like I said, and I, and I love all that, but what comes with, you know, the, you have to understand that the part and parcel that always comes with freedom is a little bit of danger. So that's why, like, I think self-defense is important. We talked about presenting to martial arts and stuff like that. Like, so that didn't answer any of your questions, but I'm just giving you kind of an overview of like why I love Japan. Like it's such a cool place to be, especially as a wrestler. Like, and if honestly, if like DET had offered me like a full-time contract, I would have tried to find some way to make it work, drag my wife over there. I think she would have gone nuts, but like, you know, like it, it's like it, that's how much I fell in love with the place. Um, now, Uh, Shirley Doe had a lot to do with it. And a guy named Makio Kodama, um, Makio Kodama or Mackie, uh, owns a wrestling shop called pro wrestling shop, Mackie in, in Japan. Um, he loves American wrestling. Uh, he would make trips over to here. He loves IWC. It happened to be like total luckless circumstance. It's one of his favorite Indies. Uh, so he would come over. Um, he was friends with, with, uh, Shirley Doe. Like, so so he came over to a show that they had at Johnstown War Memorial. The main event, I believe, was like Shane Douglas versus Raven, and there was no no main event was Dusty Rhodes versus Jerry Lawler, and right underneath that was Shane Douglas versus Raven. So it was a pretty big show. Great great card, yeah. Yeah, um, for like like I said, pretty big for an indie, like. And so, um, they came to see like he came to see that show, and he brought this guy, who I'm not shitting on because once again. He was super helpful when I was getting there, but he brought this guy that I swear was like, 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 you know, some kind of secret crime Lord. This guy looked like an anime fucking character. Like he was like real thin. He never stopped smoking. And when I say that I am like, you're going to be like, Oh, you're exaggerating. He just smokes a lot. I have never seen that man without a cigarette in his hand ever. Like, you know, always wore sunglasses inside too.
1: Oh, Corey Hart. All right, yeah.
0: Never, never spoke at all because he, I guess because he didn't speak any good English. Um, uh, like I have no idea what the guy's name is, but he ran a promotion. I don't know if it still exists. He ran a Japanese indie. I'm not kidding you. I'm going to tell you the letters, and you're going to know what the acronym is and laugh your ass off. He ran a show called Fighting Ultimate Combat King. Okay. So the posters for the show, I have them. Like it's fuck.
1: (laughs) You going to fuck wrestling tonight?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. uh, I'm working fuck. Okay. Now this guy, this guy who I am one hundred percent certain was laundering money for the yakuza or whatever. Like uh, I I should say, alleged, (laughs) alleged by me. Like not, I'm not a whatever the lawyer term is to say, I have no evidence of this. I'm not actually saying this is what he did. I just don't understand why he was running a wrestling company <laughs> like, out of a garage. Like, but he was cool and I'm not dissing him. He's awesome. And like, everybody knows that there's a certain degree of organized crime involved in like uh, sport anyway. Right. So like, whatever, like who gives a shame? Like, I certainly don't care. I love the carny craziness of wrestling. Like, you know, like, uh, like a little bit of criminal element, yeah, whatever. Like now, I have no evidence that the guy's a criminal. He probably isn't. Like I said, disavow, don't want to get sued, whatever. Like, but he was weird, like he, you know, and cool, super cool. Um, and he took a shine to us, uh, to Shirley Doe and I. Um, and he had a connection with d and so he, uh, he br- he was the guy who kind of brought us over, and we worked three shows for fuck. <laughs> And we worked one show for DDT, um, and like that was like the prize. The pri- like like endure these three. You're not going to believe how fucking indie rific shows because you're going to Japan and your expectations are totally different, and it's not going to be like that at all. Enjoy these three indie rific shows, and you know the, the reward is you're going to get to work for Sanchiro Takagi, uh, and his actual super awesome, really put together promotion. Um, and so like, like uh, the first trip is so amazing. Uh, you should have Shirley doll on, um, because he'll also tell you these stories and like, they're just great stories. Um, and like his telling of them will probably be slightly different from mine and equally entertaining, hopefully. Uh, but like, we had a blast and like, I have some cool pictures from back then. Like, uh, and, um, we had so much fun. Um, and we went over with, uh, his brother, Noah, um, and Jay Worthington Farnsworth, Farnsworth, who you might know, cause he's he yeah. right. Yep. Uh, Jay Worthington Farnsworth was brought over to do announcing, believe it or not. They, they had him announce matches in English. Wow. Super cool. Right. I, I'm jealous and of so- that.
1: Hell Yeah. Yeah, that's a nerd in so, me. The, yeah. yeah,
0: dude, dude, the, the Zipper Ripper himself was was brought over to, uh, to, I feel like I should tell the Zipper Ripper story too, because, but I'm 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 outing him as the Zipper Ripper right now uh, on this podcast. You heard it first here, kid. It's a big scoop. Uh, the uh, but but uh, we. <laughs> man this is awesome like so so you know so that was my first that was my first tour there um highlights of that were like it was just so insane it was so gonzo like you you i I can't describe like your uh, to your audience like how like you so so now i'm going to japan i have the ticket in my hand oh my god this is i'm gonna be a real wrestler what do i know about japan well all japan is super awesome and i love uh new japan and Dragon, you know like all the all the Dragon stuff and um uh, like you know even like, like i love all the super junior stuff with um super dolphins promotion osaka pro like and and this is what wrestling is going to be like the first yes. show is in a garage in front of 50 people no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it is in a garage they are cooking stew on an open fire like a like a big campfire gas burner. We're cooking a giant pot of stew in the corner. <laughs> I am not making this up. It is so insane.
2: Glenn's thinking he's okay. gonna be at the Tokyo Dome and yeah. he's in a garage <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. stew. Yeah, yeah.
0: Swanson's garage. I'm like I'm like, I can't wait, man. We're gonna be in front of thousands of people. Now eventually we would be, and that was awesome. But like the first show, dude, I was deflated. I'm 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 jet lagged because I took a million sleeping pills on the plane and couldn't fall asleep. I'm glad I didn't die. Like all I did on the plane was drink and sleep. I can't. I, back at the time, I'm much better at this now as an adult, which is crazy. But like, as like a young guy full of piss and vinegar, I could never go to sleeping vehicles. I was a great guy to have on the road for indie shows and stuff because I can't sleep when I'm driving. Like, well, no, you shouldn't sleep, sleep when you're
1: driving. But, well, no, I, know but you, I, 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 I know, I know, I know.
0: I I couldn't sleep when I was like in a car. Right. You know, I, I was being an like, asshole and I, fine. and I couldn't. It's fine. Like, I, you know, and, and I couldn't sleep uh, uh with you. It's okay. The other guy, fuck him. But the <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the um so <laughs> so, but I couldn't sleep on a plane either. And and the crazy part is, like I said. I think I took an entire, like half, like, half a bottle of Tylenol PMs. Like, I didn't I didn't have, like, Soma money. Like, I'm an indie wrestler. Like, I didn't right. have, like, you know. The joke I always made was, like, we had beat weed money. We didn't have, like, Coke money. Like, nobody was going to die of a Coke overdose on the indies. Like, none of us had Coke money. Like, uh, would we have done Coke? I don't know. But, like, I can tell you that none of us had the money to do it, so it didn't fucking matter. Um, but, uh. Because uh, that, that was always my joke when I, when I would hear about, like, all these wrestling stars getting into drugs. I'm like, Jesus, how can you afford to be into drugs? Like, when he's paid, he suck. <laughs> like, um, so I took, like, half a bottle of, like, Tylenol PMs and washed it down with vodka. And, like, I, I was just zombified when we got off the plane. Because <laughs> my body was like, dude, you should have been asleep, s- like, eight hours ago. Right. But, like, but for some reason, something in me was like, you're not going to sleep. No sleep for you. Like, we're not sleeping on this fucking plane. I don't know if it's because we're in coach and we're, like, scrunched up next to people. and like, But, like, some, some like, ancestral instinct was, like, you cannot sleep here. It is not safe to sleep here. Um, so I was jet-lagged to shit and back. And so we go to this, like, like you know, we, we get driven to this, like, garage, you know? And there's a ring in it. And there are guys working out. And I'm like, oh, and you know, it's nice because I and I are, are considered... At this point, like, oh, we're the special guests. Also, they have young guys there and they're like asking us questions. They want to wrestle with us. And so, like, you know, it's like, showing new stuff and like, you know, like, uh, like, like I'm helping out and like, um, you know, and then they're like, then the stew pot comes in. <laughs> was it good? Did you
1: get any stew? That's what's in the it back was, of my
0: Dude, it was, it was actually super delicious. Oh, it. good. Good. Like, but, but it's crazy because we're now we're in a garage like it's like uh, you know you can't like i said we couldn't even fit 50 people like some of the people are standing outside of the building watching the show from the garage door you know um and so in the corner of this garage they just like set up this thing and start cooking food and i'm like what the fuck is going on and then i come to the horrifying realization i'm like the show they start setting up because um, of course cuz it's crazy as hell like it, like, is doing a hardcore match, which fits his character, but, like, they're setting up, like, light tube boards and barbed wire and shit, and I was like, wait a second, the show is here? Like, we're not going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> this is where the show is going to be? <laughs> and so, I am, like, I am so deflated, and I'm trying not to show it. It's like, you know, it's like dude, we're lucky to be here. Like, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's being a trooper like you know he's like dude like blah blah and like i'm like but once again i'm focused on money i'm focused on i want to be a star i'm focused on all this shit and i'm like this is fucked and i said and then i saw the shit they were setting up for his match and i said i was like don't you fucking bump on fucking broken glass for these people in in this fucking garage like do not do of course he did it i was like and it's funny because he was always mentoring me but i was like I was like, "Do not do this! Like, not for fifty people, not here. This is not what we came here for." <laughs> you know, but of uh, course, dude, Shirley Doe. uh, one thing that was like, you know, that that that'll always be a feathering's cap. Wrestled the exact same way in front of five people that he wrestled in front of five thousand people. You know, like that's just the guy he is, and that's a feathering's cap. You know, right? Like he, you know, like like if, if he felt like it was appropriate, he'd bleed for five people. Like you know. That, that's the kind of guy he is. He's he's uh, very, very good that way. Um, and, uh, you know, like we, we got through that show and I was just like, this can't be the way things are going to be. Like, so we go back to our hotel and then the next day we like hop into like this, <laughs> we get in this crazy kid named, uh, not Kent, not not kenta like the the you know the guy the guy who, who needs people to death right um this kid's name was just Kent without the A right and so like Kent to Kobe, yeah yeah like and so like um we get it we hop in his car to go to the next show now this kid's little um little car little mini like like little mini like Japanese car like I don't know why he has. <laughs> yes fur on the dashboard like, decoratively, right? (laughs) Like,
1: porn star style car. So
0: Noah Noah has an old media allergic reaction while we're on the island. And he can't breathe. And so for a legit eight hour drive, Noah's head is out the window like a (laughs) lab <laughs> and I, and you have to understand, man. This was I thought this was gonna be it for me. I thought this was like the fact, like this is it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be cashing checks. <laughs> like this is right, this is my thing. And instead, I'm stuck in this car that can barely contain two people, and they've got four in it. And <laughs> One of them is basically outside the car. So he doesn't die. (laughs) And I was like, and I was like, this is the American indie experience all over again. I'm just in another country. Like, this is, you know, this is everything crazy about American indie wrestling, except I'm here. Uh, And so, but then we got to this high school type building, gymnasium type building. That show was much better. More people felt more like a real wrestling show. Still indie as hell. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but at least it felt like it felt like kind of once again, it was crazy. Like I was comparing it to what I was doing and it was nowhere near like, you know, like did it feel like an IWC show? No, it wasn't even that good, you know, like, and at the time IWC was growing they, you know, they hadn't even hit the, their, their stride, you know, but it was like a couple hundred people and, uh, and, and there was like, you know, it felt like a real show. Thank God. (laughs) Um, then Cork and Hall happens, changes everything. The minute I stepped in there, I was like, "Holy shit, this is the real deal." Um, Dan Shugudino do and I do our match. Um, I'm playing, you know, like I'm playing this gay character. Uh, it's, the match is insane. If you ever watch it, you're going to be like, "Oh my god!" Like this is they're way over the top. Like it would be, it would be racy for now. Back then, it was nuts. Um, you know, it was gold dust turned up to 11. Um, I, I hate
1: that saying, by the way, anything turned up to 11, (laughs) that just, it's like grinding teeth, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate that saying in wrestling, but okay.
0: All right. Well, well, that's what it was, motherfucker. I can't, I'm not taking it back. All right. Um, it was, it was, uh, you know, uh, it, it like uh, like I said, uh, it well reviewed by Steve Carino. Uh, in his words, I would not have been more gay if we had if we had literally just had sex in the ring. Like that was that was his review of the match. So I guess it was a good match. Um, uh, but it it like it launched a thousand ships for me. Like in terms of Japan, like that's that's like how you know, uh, they, like like they brought me back immediately. Like like the original feud. Was predicated under like this. is so funny to say now. Um, the original feud was predicated under like which character, you know, like look like, what what which which gay character, you know, like is stronger? Is the American gay character stronger or the Japanese? You know, like that was the that or the Japanese guy. Like that was the that it was literally like they had <laughs> they had like they had like the Japanese American flags like slamming into each other with the word gay underneath. <laughs>
1: Oh my god
0: on their like titantron thing it's so funny to think about now Like because it's crazy like, DDT is the king of crazy storylines like um, but you can watch the match it's on It's on DDT streaming service like it's nuts uh, you know and it, like I said not my not something I would show my kid <laughs> <laughs> right you know, at least he's old, older uh, but pretty nuts uh, and, and like I said it was over it was super over Um, and, uh, and that's how I got asked back. And, uh, and from then on, uh, Dan Shugudino and I were no no longer dire enemies trying to prove which country was the, was the most, (laughs) um, but instead we were, we were a tag team united as one as the gay machine guns, uh, which I had no idea why we were named that until I realized the motor city machine guns was the thing. And I was like. (laughs) I really think it's that simple. I think they just saw the Motor City Machine Guns and were like, this is a popular tag team. So put machine, guns, that on, yeah. of the yeah, put machine guns on the end of it. It had nothing to do with anything else we were doing, <laughs> you know? All right. Um, but that's how DDT is the king of non sequiturs. And I'll tell you one other quick story about how I got there because I think it's a great anecdote. Um, and it's really funny because it shows like the communication issues. Um, so I'll predic uh, I will predicate this part of the the podcast with this with this little question: Have you both seen the movie Police Academy? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you'll get the reference because it's amazing that cross culturally we were able to come to an understanding because of this reference. Mackie contacts me on AOL Instant Messenger. If you remember that, that's what we were the, this Facebook Messenger shit and all the stuff that we do now didn't exist. Um. So Mackie contacts me on AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, and he's contacting me about the booking in Japan. I'm super excited. And he's like, but there's one thing, Glenn. They want you to do a different gimmick. Because at the time, I was just like, I was literally like just Mr. Mattward, Mr. Matt Wrestling. I, I wanted to be like serious wrestling. And uh, like I said, the guys I looked up to were serious wrestlers. Uh, and, and still to this day, those are the guys I look up to. But, um, I, I you know, comedy, like, it just, I fell into it. Um, and so... Uh, he was like, "I was like, okay, well, what's the gimmick?" And he says, he types out, "We want you to be like Freddie Macury And I was, just, and so I go, "Who the fuck is Freddie Mercury?" That's my next line on the on the chat. Like, who the fuck is Freddie Mercury? And the next line is just one word, Queen. <laughs> and I'm, you know, like, like you know, I'm a. I, like I'm not an asshole, so my first thought wasn't like Freddie Mercury's gay. I go, I, I respond back, okay, but I can't sit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. So we start all over again. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. And I was like, I don't understand. And 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 he was like, the next line is what brought the the, the we we came to a cultural understanding the East and West, Japan and the United States over the 1980s comedy hit Police Academy. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. We want you to be like Blue Oyster Bar. Oh,
1: my God.
0: (laughs) And somehow, he didn't know, he didn't ask if I ever saw Police Academy. He just dropped the reference. And I go, oh, you want me to be gay? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like because that's the
1: gay bar in uh Bleak scout yeah <laughs> all right listen we're we have to we have to make a part two of this we, we really do there's so much more to cover and, and i do have some more questions but we're it, yeah i need you to promote some of your stuff and then we'll go on we'll schedule part two because i need more stories this this is continuing because we're we're too deep. We're two hours deep to oh my god, yeah. keep uh, some of the gnats that do listen to this uh, around. So part two will be scheduled, folks. Uh, I, I'm sorry to be cutting it short like this, but go ahead. Promote all your shit. Uh, we do have a list okay, of other so, questions. So, so go ahead. So
0: listen, listen, Can Crushers listeners. I now wrestle as the big boss Glenn Spector. It's a character of my own devising, and it's super fun, and it's kind of doing exactly what I always wanted to do. Um, I'm uh, like, like, you know, um, I am essentially a narcissistic, big business asshole, like a mix of Ted DiBiase and Harley race. Um, I'm no, you know, not trying to say I'm as good as those two guys. I love those guys. Um, like, I'm not arrogant enough to say that, but I think you will like what you see. If you come to an IWC show and see me wrestle or anywhere else I might be wrestling. Um, uh, like, and it's finally something that I, that comes out of my heart that I really wanted to do. Um, it's something I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm glad to have my family to watch and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, because it's mine. It's something like I, I think I did the things that I was asked to do back in the day very well, but they weren't my ideas, wasn't my character. Like this is me, um, and it's, it's, it's really fun. So if you check, if you check me out anywhere, um, my name is Glenn Spectre. It's spelled G L E N N, and then Spectre. This is the part that everybody always messes up. It's S P E C T R E. There is another spelling, but the spelling that I use is that. Um, And uh, you can find me uh, like if you like I I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook and I am on Twitter. Please follow me on all those things, because back when I was wrestling, those things like weren't real. They didn't exist. Not that they're real now. And like, don't get me wrong. Twitter's a dumpster fire. I fucking hate even like I just created a Twitter account a week ago. (laughs) It sucks.
1: Uh, <laughs> not that yours sucks i just mean twitter in general sucks that came out way no. too easy sorry
0: yeah yeah no my, my, i mean like you like uh, like like i you know i'm i'm learning like so uh, you know uh, my twitter account very much might, might suck right this minute but but please follow me anyway uh because i did not come up in the time of social media i like i am just a bit too old and so like I am trying to build all this now from scratch, and boy, you want to talk about it sucking? That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're if you hear this, if you're even remotely interested in the cool shit that I'm doing, uh, please give it a follow. I super appreciate it because for some reason, like that matters now in the wrestling world. Like I, I would say personally, go watch one of my matches and be like, that guy can work. Book him. But like, that's not how the wrestling world. Like part of it is like. Being an influencer, which is like, oh, I cringe from fucking ear to ear even saying that. Like, but, you know, but I guess I need to have Twitter, or Facebook, and, uh, and, uh, Insta, Instagram, the gram. The gram. Uh, followers. To I, get, gotta be, I gotta to get follow, the gains. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Gotta have followers on the gram. Uh, you know, I, I, I learned about posting reels a week ago, like 42 year old fucking boomer here. So, <laughs> um, So please give me follows on all that cool shit. Uh, I don't have like a website because I feel like that's actually I used to, but like that's where I was back in like the early 2000s. It's like you got to have a website. Get your like GeoCities going. Like, you know, like (laughs) I don't have a website. So follow me on those things. I post clips. I post cool pictures from shows. Um, I I talk shit on the people I'm going to beat the crap out of, Uh, you know. So it's worth the follow.
1: It is. And, and he will be back on. Uh, and and,
0: and oh, one thing, can't crush you guys. My mom might listen to this. So tell her when we talked before that this was an explicit podcast <laughs> and that I don't curse all the time. We made We because, made you. We made yeah, you. It's like a, This is a rock and roll type show. And it was kind of expected to be locker room talk. So like.
1: Yeah, it definitely was.
0: So mom. We love you. (laughs) This is, like, I promise if you ever, like, IWC shows are family-friendly. Bring your kids. I will never drop an F-bomb at an IWC show. You are safe from F-bombs and and anything worse than that. Uh, I I can talk without cursing, but it's really fun to curse, so I do it a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jenny would throw your ass out of here if you'd be cursing.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, this is, is like, like nothing I say... uh, I, I want you to go to IWC shows and give you their, give, give them your money. But at the same time, uh, everything I said on this podcast is representative of me. Like, except for that part that my, just canceled that I didn't mean the way. It's, you know? <laughs> <laughs> except for that part, that's not representative anyway, but, uh, right. but uh, yeah, I'm only representing myself tonight. I'm not representing any particular company or anything like that. So like, you know, like, uh, hopefully, hopefully you were entertained.
1: Right. I, If not two idiots sitting at this table, were yeah. clearly entertained. And as soon as we hang up this podcast with my air quotes, we'll be scheduling part two with you to hear That's the awesome. rest of the shit.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll get into the for part two. Like, I'll, here, let me let me let me prime the pump, get people excited. Um, great. Uh, I'll talk a bit about a feud I had with one of the best guys in the business. Uh, Brody Lee and I battled for a year up in Upstate Pro Wrestling. One of the best indie companies still going to this day uh, and uh cool ass promoter um, and and one of the best guys in the business. Rip, you know, God rest his soul. Super cool guy. I can talk about that feud next time uh, and all the cool stuff that we did.
1: And we can actually rip on Bobby a little bit more. We can make fun of Super <laughs> Hentai and yeah. whoever else the, in the IWC yeah, locker yeah. room that pisses me off no, that I, weekend. I, I, we'll, we'll,
0: I'll just burn every bridge. Uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just set every bridge on fire. Yeah. Be <sighs> Glenn, thanks for coming on today. No uh, hey, thanks for having me. I'm sorry I talked to you guys here off probably twice as long as you needed me to. But I, like I said, when, I, when you guys called me, I said I, I, I if there's one thing that I love to do, and this is like you know, it goes for whether I'm in the ring or out of the ring, I love talking. So
2: well, we love listening. We did enjoy listening. Absolutely, this was a lot of fun.
0: We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on.
1: John, Glenn Specter. I we had to have part two. This, this is unbelievable. This stuff, uh, Stu, I wrote a couple notes down, but I actually just listened. He uh, was fighting like a drunk boxer. Uh, he was a coffee shop bouncer. And then, yeah, I need to go back, re-listen, and just enjoy this again because I lived in the moment when Glenn was speaking.
2: There's a lot of good stuff, um, but I think clearly we can agree the stew was just unlike anything we've ever heard, the stew story. 50 people and stews being made in the corner. He said
1: it was good. He did say it was good. Plus, as we wrapped up with him, we we stayed on the line a little bit. He's like, yeah, there's more. There's
2: more to come. I, I appreciate... How he values himself. I know he says, if you're a wrestler, you're going to have an ego that's just natural. Otherwise, you know, why are you in this business if you don't believe in yourself? But I appreciate how much he values himself and his time, whether as a trainer or as a wrestler. Um, I think it's definitely important.
1: I agree. I I agree. And I like how he agrees with us, but he's really not agreeing with that. Jenny runs IWC with Potter still overseeing everybody. That's the structure of it. It's the structure. And then CJ, and then others. Yeah, and then Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, make sure you keep your eyes tuned for part two of this, as it's going to be in the near future. Uh, This was phenomenal. We can't end it without saying fucking phenomenal, because I had a blast. Uh, John, thank you for joining me for this one. You will be part of part two. I missed this, yeah, so... I look forward to that as well. You're always welcome back on. Thanks, buddy. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do the great things.
2: It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.